Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Tuesday Show. My name is James Chen, and I am joined along once again by Mr. Clean Ultra Shaven uh, and uh, Tubo Wear. <laughs> yeah, interesting, interesting route with the opening tonight. All right, I'll have you know that I'm not actually clean shaven. I shaved um, this morning, so there's already a bunch of stuff going on oh, here. Oh, okay. Oh, oh my bad. My I bad. I can grow a beard. That's right. So can you, as I see. That's good. I'm glad that you can. I'm coffee. Congratulations. Thanks. I'm dead. All right. Well, great news. What a start to the show. We're open. <laughs> Listen, man, we need to get to something very important, David. We can talk about what we're going to talk about. Spider-Man trailer. Let's go. Spider. Yeah, look, we're just going to ju- look. As you can see here, look, some of us are hyped for Spider-Man, okay? And we can't we wait. We can't wait. So it was going to drop at the exact same time that our show was going to start. And look. Me and Tubo are kind of hyped for this. David is whatever, you know, but, uh, okay. So what do you think? What do you think, Tubo? What do you think? I I can't say too much because I don't want to spoil Look, things for people. We don't care about David, dude. We don't care. Lou, I'm hype. <laughs> I can't. I, 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 something just got absolutely positively confirmed in that trailer that I can't talk about because I don't want to spoil it for people who don't like spoilers. But something just got confirmed, and I'm like on the verge of cheer. Like I'm, I'm, I'm very happy. I'm very happy from what I just saw. And if you know, you know. You know exactly what I'm talking about, David. You probably have no idea, James. I'm assuming you don't either. But yeah, I might be missing because that trailer just confirmed some leaks that came out months ago that were speculation but looked very real. Yeah, I've and, been trying my best yeah. to, to to stay away from a lot of that stuff. So I haven't. I can't help myself. Not yeah. with this. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Okay. Um, I'm very happy. I'm very happy. I want to say so many things, but again, I I can't. I would ruin things for people, and that sucks. But <laughs> I'm very excited. I'm very excited. Yeah, I was uh, fascinated by the the end of it. Do you think that main character played by famous actress, very popular character, is gonna die? What do you what do you think? Is Peter Parker gonna let her go and she's dead? Oh, hey, no, look! Definitely. Did you see? Did you not see the Incredible Spider-Man Part Two? The Incredible Spider-Man Two, where a very popular Maybe. actress playing major character did in fact die. <laughs> yeah, that's the amazing Spider-Man. Not a, not incredible. That's amazing. Yo, amazing Spider-Man. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's why when I saw that scene, I was like, oh, no, because like that's like the whole thing. Spider-Man trying to rescue loved one falling down. And that's how Gwen Stacy died in the comic. That's how she died in the second movie of the Andrew Garfield one. And so as soon as I saw that, I was like, yo, they're going to bring this kind of thing back. So, yeah, your cynicism is not appreciated here, David. I'm hyped. I'm excited. And I don't know what's going to (laughs) happen. I'm just being a jerk. I'm looking forward to it, too. It should be fun. Um, I'm. I know too you know, much. But it makes yeah, me yeah. so happy. I, I don't know that I want to like speculate too much, but um, but yeah, I mean, honestly, I'm excited for it too. It's going to be a good movie, I'm sure. <laughs> oh man! All right. I mean, all right, that was Spider-Man. a thing, right? I mean, someone in the chat says it's weird that Doc Ock is all goody goody now too. But I mean, he was never really a bad guy in Spider-Man Two, right? His brain oh, got yeah, he was. 
Yeah, but was. his brain, his got, brain kind got kind of taken over by the, the AI of the arms. Right, exactly. And without but that, also we saw we saw that they imprisoned him. Yeah, exactly. So man. that's why I got hype and he said, You're not Peter Parker. Right. Because uh-huh. that means he remembers he remembers his Peter Parker, right? He knows who is Peter Parker. And, and he's they... pissed off at his Peter Parker. Right. Like the reason he was doing his stuff is in two was because he wanted to uh, you know, complete his project, but he wasn't trying to murder people. There's just people in his way. Right. So if he's not trying to murder this Peter Parker, then what? Well, yeah, yeah. You're so... not the same human. I don't care. Whatever. Right. You know, you're not the guy who screwed me. Exactly. So that it makes sense for him to to chill and not you know try to keep attacking. Right, Plus, that right. would be shocking, right? In your mind, Peter Parker is Spider Man. You have the <laughs> Spider Man wrapped up, and it's not him. You're gonna be like, oh, this. Wait, is people weird. are saying there's an echo on David and Tubo. That's interesting. Oh, you probably your speakers, James. Oh, you're right. Uh, oh, I don't need to do it that way, actually. I just do it like this. I always forget about that. Okay, try again, talking. All right. Video games. Yeah, yeah, there you go. There you go. That's much better. Okay. The, my speaker is <laughs> coming through my microphone. There you go. Okay. Spider-Man Dude. No Way Home coming some year and month. Coming That's December 17th. Okay. Yeah, December 17th. I'm, December I'm 15th hyped. in the UK. Look, I'm hype. Again, I even enjoyed Eternals, okay? I know a lot of people out there did not like Eternals, but I really enjoyed that movie. And, hey, and it, we watched we watch Shang-Chi on Friday night. I gotta Dude, tell that you. Mo- yeah, that movie's... I liked cool. it. So here's we, the we interesting thing, it. though. You know, one of the complaints about Shang-Chi is that the movie is very... Uh, you know, it's it, you got this formulaic thing of here's the origin story, here's the character coming through, conquers, blah, 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 action, awesome. And people yeah, are like, man, was. can't we get something else from a, a superhero movie? Eternals comes out. Does something very different. It's a very thoughtful, philosophical movie. It's very drama driven. The action is a secondary part of it. And everybody's like, man, where's my action movie? There's not enough cool stuff here. This is too different than what I expected. And I don't know what people want, man. <laughs> I like it. Probably- it's like almost certainly not the same people saying both complaints, right? It's probably just that a lot of people think one and a lot of people think the other. And just well, see, that's well. the thing. That's the thing. So, you know, talking with my brother about it, which is weird, is that you would think that all the big old critics out there would really like Eternals because of that. And the critics are actually not even enjoying the movie as much. It's just really weird. That's the weirdest I, uh, I have no, I have no real input, but yeah, I, I same. Yeah. I'll see when it comes out on Disney Plus. Disney Plus, not, yeah. It's just Spider Man. I'll be there night one, baby. Let's go. Yeah, there you go. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. Let's move on. Man, coming out whenever. Let's move on to the next ones. We have Happy Chaos. We're going to be talking about. As you can see, we're going to talk about Red Bull Kumite. We have a couple of five five viewer matchup questions that we're going to get to. We'll talk about this other guy, Whip. Is there, etc., cetera, etc.? Cetera. We have several other topics <laughs> to get to. We actually don't have a guest tonight. Things didn't quite end up working out. We explored several avenues, and things just uh, didn't end up working. Yeah, out. I mean, a lot yeah. of times we'll, uh, we'll get back uh, on that in the future. It's just the a people, occasional happenstance. People that we want to get on the show, you know, can't make it at the last second, etc., yeah. etc. Et Those things. Or, happen, so or, or the person who does all the scheduling wasn't clear with their supposed guest tonight and screwed it all up. Yeah, that's definitely could be, could be. So as a result, ah, no whatever. state. Pup but next week, next week we have a Sorry. great guest, and the week after, the two great guests lined up. 
We do. So you're welcome. All right. Let's talk about Happy Chaos, of course, who was officially revealed as the next character that will be coming to Guilty Gear Strive this weekend. We'll talk about where that was revealed, Rebel Kumite, in the next segment. Of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Happy Chaos himself, there's a trailer. Do you want to watch the trailer here on stream? Why not? Since we just watched the Spider-Man trailer, we can also watch this trailer, the, too. The week of trailers. Sure, let's do this. Let's actually just watch this as well here. Oh, man, the music's no going to play. I'm going to crack up. when I say this. But I'm really hoping you guys win. Because song I'd like to see you again. <laughs> it took me ten years to find the answer something. I forgot to oh my God. The gunslinging broken messiah. Okay, oh, yeah, okay, for sure. Can you can you deal with the time? It definitely seems like he's got like some um God, which character? I know Adachi has that walkie, but I mean there's a there's an injustice character that does that, or is there am I thinking of uh Aaron Black does that. Oh Aaron Black, that's what I'm thinking of, yeah. Is Aaron Black so cool. Humans have the freedom of choice. So, I mean, so cool. But I mean, like, for all the people who obviously have watched the story mode, yeah, he's a major character, I'm assuming, right? He's literally the savior of humanity. So you're have saying he's his big deal? Yeah. So you have seen the story mode then? Uh, too no, long? I just I just have too many friends that are nerds that talk about this stuff uh, when okay, I don't even ask. Okay. They just, oh they just let wait, me know. Happy Chaos is actually that man. Oh, yeah. okay, I did not realize that. Oh, Happy Chaos is that man. Okay, okay, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Anyways, that character looks dope as anyway, shit. There he is. I'm very excited to play him. I have not seen a character in this game that I was like, all right, I want to play that playstyle. Besides May. Whatever he does, I want to play that playstyle. <laughs> he just looks too <laughs> fucking cool. Like I, I'm really, I'm really into him. I know he's like edgy, and that's terrible. But Is he? I don't care. I'm like, I think he's like real edgy. Yeah. You like it's, that? You like that kind of thing? Yes, huh? I, I, so. I guess I do, man. I guess I'm an edge lord. I don't so know. So are you? You, you you're a, your favorite turtles, Raphael? Then? <laughs> yes, he actually is. He yeah. actually is. My yeah. Dragon Ball character is Vegeta and Piccolo. Uh, you are uh, that. You're the you're the Wolverine fan, basically, right? I, uh, so. No, I mean Deadpool. If you wanna. Right, but I mean, like, when you watched like the Fox X-Men cartoon, you were more pro-Wolverine than pro-Cyclops, for example. Yeah, who cheers for Cyclops? Nobody likes Cyclops. Dude, I love Cyclops. Cyclops, no. dude. Come on. No. It's all about Cyclops. I Leonardo, dude. but liking Cyclops is a mistake. No one no, actually likes No, dude. Most dude. Cyclops is Scott right, Summers dude. is a wiener. Cyclops was <laughs> always right, dude. Come on. <laughs> <sighs> I don't think that Happy Chaos looks like an edgelord. I I, I got to be honest with you. I don't think that he's 
I don't think he bears much like looks similarities to those he characters. Looks edgy to me, man. And, also, the, and like his, the fact that he's like, what a, about his song? Sounds to you like it's Edge Lord? No, you hear I, the that's, song? that's why it's edgy. It's just so weird. It's like a 1940s cafe jam. Why yeah. are people calling it weird? It's classic jazz style music, dude. There's nothing. Yeah, wrong dude, with that's that. that's weird. Now that's like a hundred year old music. Now, homie. It's so bad. Oh it's my so, god! It's very old. It's old music now. I'm not opposed to jazz generally, to be very clear. But that boy really don't like it at all. Uh, and as for the character, I actually like it. I don't dislike it, but I definitely recognize that it's weird. I hope it's, that none of my it's friends. Certainly weird. Boy, if, anyway, I'm gonna turn that into our theme song. That is 100 yeah. percent gonna be our theme song for the show yeah. from now on, dude. Just so yeah. all right. Yeah. I'm in. Whatever. Yeah, I mean, there's a stupidity about it that I could eventually probably find hilarious and therefore endearing. I could, I could see myself going that route, to be honest. But as, as far as how the character looks, uh, it's not for me. As far as how the character looks like he plays, <laughs> I'm not into it in the slightest. You, you keep your filthy hands off my happy chaos, anyways. All right. I'm glad you I'm glad you're happy. I'm glad you're because because you you, you said even before him. they showed what the character played like. You you were saying that you were looking forward to playing him like regardless. Yeah. I mean, like we had some ideas, maybe like there would be a gun involved or whatever. But yeah, you were you were already about it. So I'm happy that you are excited. That is very yeah. Good I, I was excited to play Gold Lewis too, and then he came out. Uh, and like, well, I shouldn't even say he came out. The the, the move list was shown. Yeah. And I was just like, nah, <laughs> I'm not that interested. Dude, but Happy Chaos, yeah. I actually I will put work in. That character is that cool. I mean, I'll, I'm, I'll, put, I'll go out of my way to, to play them. But see here, speaking about that, though, what I think is really important to kind of bring up, though, is even what we see in this trailer right here. A lot of people have been putting speculations. They've been noticing green versus orange reticules, putting out happy chaos clones and not sure what those do, et cetera, et cetera. And we may think we know what's going on. But we remember what happened with Gold Lewis. He came out and we were like, hmm, look at this Gatling gun. This must be super important in his game. The alien. And then it turned out, then his video came out and in this behemoth typhoon. And it was yeah. just like, what is happening? And yeah. so uh, I feel like this character could still come out and just all of a sudden just shock us on what he has the potential to do. And honestly, with what they did with Gold Lewis and with Jacko uh, so far, uh, I wouldn't put it past them to have Happy Chaos be a lot crazier uh, yeah. than expected. I mean, he has at least two um, resources, it looks like. He has gunshots, and then he has another bar that's underneath that. So he's got mm -hmm. got something going on that we don't know very much on, about. Yeah. yeah, Something's going on. Right. But um, I'm excited for the character. I mean... I guess the, the one thing that I was hoping to see a little bit more of was a little bit more of a zoning style because, you know, he was going to be a gun, gunslinger. I'm yeah. curious to see if he can play a zoning style because the, outside of Axel, there really isn't that much zoning in the game still. It feels like the current trend of fighting games in general, which is come out with the game with the one classic zoner who's kind of not really super zonery, but he's still a zoner. <laughs> And then not have any other zoners until a little bit later in the game when people have figured out how to play the game. That's what it feels like to me. Because I feel like that's the way, even NRS going that direction, I felt was, you know, kind of a, a sign that fighting game devs are scared of making zoners now. Yeah. They really are. 
And so, you know, I was kind of hoping we would see a little bit more of that from Happy Chaos, but perhaps not. I'm not afraid of making grapplers. They should really, they should be afraid of those guys. Dude, they those are, are really actually guys. afraid of making grapplers because there's are only they? like, yeah, because the, what happens. There's of them in, in Street Fighter Five and Dragon Ball Fighters launched the best character was a grappler. Right, but here's the thing. In, there's always like the one grappler, but then even Mika and Laura, were they really grapplers? You know, like they're, they're more of that kind of weird able hybrid, you know, striking grappler kind of yeah. characters. You know what I mean? I don't know. I think they're Mika does damage with they're, uh, they're mildly grapplery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, by, by normal definitions, they're grapplers. In any but, case, Strive definitely has grappling going on. Like, it's yeah, sure. yeah. potentially. Yeah, Everybody's a, <laughs> a, a grappler. Yeah. But I, I'm just talking about like traditional, traditional grappling style. The big body, like, slow grappler yeah, character. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Every game's got at least one. Some games have a couple. So I, I don't think that it's in as much trouble as zoning is. But I agree with mm-hmm. you on zoning. Uh, yeah. For for Happy Chaos, yeah. I mean, will, will he be a zoner? If so, maybe I'm a little bit more interested. But I... I don't know. I got to tell you this. If I have to go to training mode and that's what I would hear by default, I would have to absolutely change up how I, well, I have the songs arranged in my you, game. You can change. You can I know change you can change that, that, but I've had it on that mode because I like axles, so it's cool with me. But boy, <laughs> if I, uh, that's a good song. You know, you're boy, just, a, you're just an old man. You're just a boomer. You don't understand, all right? Do you are? I mean, I don't even know. He might be in that strange age where he's not old enough to enjoy the music and then not young enough to enjoy the music. So he's just so you just hate stuck. all music. Yeah, basically. I mean, all right, that's fair. I mean, David, you you have admitted in the past that you don't really listen to music, right? So music sucks. I hate music. Ugh, I mean, dude, the music. Dude, <laughs> can can you can Ugh. you play over your microphone the throat singing stuff from uh from Dune and let us know <laughs> I mean, what music you've been listening to for hours yeah, on end? Say, have you listened to actual music or send me a link reverb. to that? Do you have it's it on YouTube? Straight. I will play it Our on reason. the stream right now to let people know the kind of music David is listening to these days. I don't know what complete you guys silence about. broken up by fart reverb every 15 minutes on YouTube every once an hour yeah yeah, um, yeah. see doom throat singing song <laughs> you're here. looking it up huh okay well oh yeah and here we go Ugh. I have it in my uh, playlist apparently we're just roasting David today that's what we're doing I, you know that's fine that's fine he's being a hater of all <laughs> things hype David. that's true <laughs> yeah, yeah this is what David listens to. This is not a joke. This is what David listens to. Loop it. Oh, no, you didn't. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, if we could just keep this on in the background, I'd be very happy. No, can we shut this off forever before I have nightmares? I'll admit that's actually not as bad as I thought it was going to be. It's so terrible. so terrible. Look, so cool. I am an actual music lover here, okay? I can appreciate all kinds of music. I can't appreciate right. that shit. That sounded like <laughs> Billy Bomb Thornton in Sling Blade. <laughs> well, okay. Yeah. <laughs> 
Okay. Give me some French fried taters. Okay. Yeah, that's exactly what it sounds like. Fair yeah. Maybe Billy Bob Thornton as a as a intergalactic blood cult dedicated to uh, the Emperor. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. Why not? I, I think that works. I think that works. All right. Well, anyway, <sighs> fantastic discussion, everybody. Anything else to say about Happy Chaos? <laughs> He's super dope. Can't wait. All uh, right. Well, look, uh, I'm going to here. Hang on a second. Why not? Let's just do this. Three, two, one, go, go. We've got a. Ch why, why is the star not showing up on my thing over here? It's showing question up as question mark. marks. Oh well. Uh, I just want to go ahead and add another five minutes to this timer over here. Let's just. I'm not five minutes. I'm sorry. Two minutes to the timer over here. So basically, also wanted to say that you know, in this November 30 patch, they're also revealing that they uh, are adding the player lobby customization to Guilty Gear Strive, which, like I said, clearly was something that they wanted since the beginning, beginning because uh, they had the real tour uh, in the lobbies before, and now they're finally adding this ability to it. We don't know if they're doing any other changes in terms of connectivity, in terms of functionality, etc., etc. But look, I'm going to stay on record again that I like the Strive lobbies. I like the direction that they're going. I understand where their weaknesses are. I understand understand why a lot of people don't like them and people just want menus. I don't want all this crazy. I just want menus. I want the game to queue me up and all this stuff like that. But I, I like what they're doing and I hope more people try stuff like this. And I think the ability to customize your lobbies and, and, and gain items for it is cool. I, I kind of do wish that the items that you gained for customizing your house were not gotcha were not designed through uh, fishing and such. Uh, what I kind of wish that they did was, as you played the game, every match you finish would give you money, no matter whether you win or lost, and then you could buy items like that to encourage people to keep playing and then also not to rage quit, etc., etc., you know, but again, I, I I like the idea of having more of a world that you can exist in in ranked, and I think that's really important because the fighting game community has definitely skewed ourselves towards people who like to play fighting games with menus, because the giant chunk of people who want to play fighting games more interestingly with like interactive stuff have all been weeded oh, out wow. because right. we have Moving nothing on. but menus. The end of your buster. There you go. Congratulations everybody. Anyway, so yeah, that's going to be cool. I like it. I'm happy. Yeah. Well, I'm, if if it is going to be that style, I'm glad to see that they're leaning more into it. I don't know that I want that style, but there it is. All right, we move on. Right. Uh Red Bull Kumite, let's talk about this. This was an event, of course, where the Happy Chaos thing was revealed. It was a big fancy event put on in Las Vegas by Red Bull. The Kumite series is a long-running thing. They've been um, in various cities all throughout the world. This is the first time that it was in the U.S. Previously, it's been in Paris and scheduled for other places, and that didn't end up happening. But, like, it's been in a lot of different places. London, it's been around. Uh, they always have really cool production. This was the first time when they had three different games. There was Street Fighter V and Guilty Gear Strive and Tekken 7. Uh, they had, you know, as a result, players from each of them, different people commentating for each of them. Really cool production like usual, right? They always have fun things where each player has like a thing that they have. And then when they lose, they have to 
give it up in some way. Like this time it was boxing gloves. Previously, it's been like keys to yeah. open up a chest. Like they always have some cool idea in that way. Um, right. Did you guys watch? Uh, I got to watch yeah. the Guilty Gear. I watched the Guilty Gear segment. And then uh, obviously I was not free during Street Fighter, but I've gone back and I've watched the majority of the top eight. Uh, I haven't gotten through the whole entire thing. I have like two matches left in the top eight. But uh, uh, it was, uh, again, the production was super cool. I love how they set things up over there. I thought the, 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 the talent that they got over there was really, really strong. You know, I love seeing Joe and Steve and, and Rob TV doing their thing over there. Sejam was basically just killing it on the analyst desk whenever he got to do the replay stuff. And uh, I don't know, I just, I, you know, I was one of the things that makes me the most sad about not being able to be there is I wanted to see if they could like actually make me look as fly as everybody else did over there because everybody looked so good and i trust i i don't know if that's even possible for i don't know if you could make me look fashionable <laughs> well you know those guys pick out their own outfits so yeah if, if you want if you want to drop 800 dollars on a suit like Jason <laughs> yeah. steve by all means, James. I'm sure you could look fly too, man. But yeah. I'm hoping that at least that they money you know, to, to look like that. <laughs> I mean, look, if somebody could help me with that, I'm totally down. I mean, I mean Robbie, that's been a really long-term plan for Steve as well. He's been working on that hairstyle for probably like two or three years at this point. The and I'm really glad that he hair. stuck with it. Like, it's really cool looking. Um, yeah. Anyway, they all looked cool. That was nice. I agree that um, those those four that you mentioned did super great i really liked all of them um they had <laughs> they had yipes there but he was like only doing tiktok stuff i don't think that i saw him mm, yeah yeah i mean persia was broadcast. awesome too persia was persia, of course persia was persia, persia did a great job i mean you can tell that you know through all of her experience through you know working at a game spot and doing a lot of hosting over there is really starting to come out. Like she's her her talent as a hostess right now is just like r ridiculously strong. Uh, yep. Ringe yeah, was also absolutely. amazing too. Oh, Ringe, Ringe was great. great. Yep, yep. Yeah. You're absolutely right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think everyone did a did a great job. I yeah, all the people zero complaints on yeah exactly. Yeah, all the people you talked about, fantastic, great job. They all did great. Uh, yeah, I, I thought I thought that was really cool. Um, the one the one thing that I would say that I was ripping on them about was, unfortunately, there weren't that many people there. Right, we're still in the pandemic. The the traveling, not that many people are doing it. I'm not ripping on Red Bull for that. Like that's just the world that we live. No, in. No, 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 no. Yeah. I just... What was what was funny was how often they went back Make to some noise. Make some... Yo, everybody, give me a round of applause for. And then you hear like, all eight of you make some noise. Yeah, like... yeah. <laughs> that cracked me up. I kept going. Back. All right, so I understand, but I understand <sighs> doing that once. I understand doing that once with a crowd of no one. It's out of habit. Yeah, you get yeah. one pass, yeah. right? But. They did this like another nine times. <laughs> it was hilarious. I can't. I don't but think you know that what? was it Joe probably, and Steve's call. I don't was, think that was Joe and Steve's call. It was probably louder sounding in the venue than it was on camera. Let's just put it that way. So maybe Kaba sure, was there. It had to have been louder in person <laughs> right, yeah. than it was on stream. Okay, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, anyway, look. Either way, it was funny. Yeah. Yeah, it's just just a funny thing. It wasn't a big deal. Of course, they did they did really great. Other than that, uh, that was that was super cool. 
Oh uh, yeah, so I like that side of it. As far as the the games go, look, I mean, as we expected, we talked a little bit about it last week and, and who was going to be there. So many great matches. Like some of the best Street Fighter V that I've seen in a long time. Some of the most interesting Guilty Gear that I've seen. Um, that game isn't as old as SF5, obviously, but nevertheless, very, very interesting matches. Uh, did you guys have any particular favorites? Anything that jumps out to you? Yeah, my favorite part was when I was right about everything. Okay. So last week we made our predictions about Red Bull, and I said, I like Gobu to take it all. <laughs> and I'm really cheering for Apology Man. First and third place, Tubbleware is an absolute <laughs> mind genius. Okay. I knew Doru was going to struggle. Uh, I knew, well, that Gobu was going to win. I didn't think, think that uh, Vanith would actually get third, though, I'll be honest. Mm. I was cheering for Vanith, but yeah. I didn't actually think he was going to take second or third. I mean, but that was, he played incredibly well. That was like my MVP for sure. Oh, uh, yeah, was, yeah. I, his anti airs are incredible. I, I can never mm. anti air the way he can. It, it's just impeccable the, the the way he controls screen space. Yeah, and in in I'm I'm glad because you know there's still all those you know jokes about Laust and you know Faust being bad that character and everything is like decent, that. Man, and, that character yeah. is so decent. It's I'm so I'm decent. so glad He's so I'm, decent. <laughs> I'm I'm glad that we were able to to to, sh to showcase that as well that you know the, clearly the character doesn't have any problem but I mean Gobo clearly was one of the standouts for me not just in terms of how he played because we know how he plays and how good he is but you know one of my favorite things he said this was his like second offline event or something like that or something crazy wow. to that effect but you know, Japan is not necessarily known for having their players be willing to flaunt their personalities as much. But Gobo, I feel like, I mean, it's changing now. It's definitely changing oh, yeah. than it was in the past, right? Uh, but Gobo, the way that he did the Terminator walk into the stage all the time, like he wouldn't go fast and, you know, he was almost, it was almost kind of uh, infectious like. And then when he picked Gold Lewis and started doing the, the, the smiling towards the camera and everything, I mean, dude, I, that was such a joy to see. I love Because, like, you do something like that, everyone's going to remember you everybody's going to remember Gobo now. And when Gobo comes on, everyone's going to be, oh, here comes Gobo. Let's see him play Gold Lewis and kill people. Like, dude, it was just like, ugh. like, I, he definitely took advantage of his moment in that spotlight, not only just yeah. winning, but also showing people, like, invite this guy to your invitationals, invite this guy to your events, you know, and he, he, I feel like he did a great job on that. And it's, it's a good lesson for players to learn, right? You know, to, 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 to have those kind of things. Like even with Infectious doing the whole thing where he ignored all the high fives, you know, in, <laughs> in the Europe Kumite, you know, things like that. What Chris CCH did with the mm -hmm. posters and everything, you know, these are important things to do as players, you know, and, it's, it kind of goes back to the Sonic Fox discussion that we had a few weeks ago about, you know, Sonic Fox being invited and not Hotashi, for example. You know, it, those kind of things are important. I actually kind of want to talk about that. I never not cheer for Sonic Fox. Of course. And, yeah. I, wasn't, and I wasn't not cheering for them this event. Yeah. But I'm actually really glad they didn't win. Because I did not want to hear the discourse once again that Strive is an easy game and the person that didn't practice won the event. 
I didn't want to hear that shit again. I didn't want to argue with people on Twitter about it. And if Sonic Fox even takes like top three at this event, there's going to be words about, oh, Strive is too easy. Strive has no depth, blah, blah, blah. Don't need to practice it. And like, I'm so tired of, I was so tired of hearing that before. It's not being said as much now. And I didn't want that discussion to start again. Mm, so thanks call. Sonic Fox for, for not winning. And <laughs> to top it off, they did say on Twitter, they've been practicing really hard and running sets for this. Like they were not, yeah. not practiced, well, sure, but yeah. I don't think that would even matter to the public's opinion. They wouldn't even care what Fox said. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> thanks for not winning Sonic Fox for this one time. I appreciate it. I yeah. think that's a really interesting perspective, and I, I, I makes sense. I get it. Yeah, no, I, I, absolutely. Because I mean, I, although I haven't been playing as much recently, but that's just because I haven't been playing anything much recently. But uh, you know, the game is a lot deeper than a lot of people are trying to say it is. So I'm, uh, you know, glad that we had the showcase. Glad that you know, oh, Gold Lewis is kind of a jokey. No, Gold Lewis is terrifying, and you know, we got to see a lot of good variety on that. But Let's talk a little bit about the Tekken and Guilty Gear uh, and the Street Fighter stuff as well. So I just wanted to say shout outs to Diphon for making second out of the LCQ. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, played amazing, dude. I, I was so happy for him. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Did you see his tweet? Did you see his tweet where he said, I can pinpoint the exact moment that I lost uh, Red Bull Kumite? No. <laughs> he actually posted a Discord chat between him and Jan. And Jan's like, you should play Kid Viper's Gold Lewis to practice against Gobo. And Diaphone was like, nah, he's going to play Zato. That's all he's been playing recently. Oh, <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> that's tough that's tough i thought that well, was hilarious you know. dude i was like that's amazing because we Maybe have an amazing we'll gold about... we have an amazing gold lewis kid vipers gold lewis is ridiculous yeah. you know and uh, oops oops well maybe we'll talk to diaphone about that in the near future maybe yeah hopefully. Hopefully. <laughs> maybe all right cool well that was gear it was a lot of fun tekken then came on they had eight players for that as well including a couple of uh, last-minute qualifiers. Did you guys watch the Tekken side of it? Uh, I watched the not Grand Finals. Even a, not even a minute. Okay. I watched the Grand Finals, and uh, I haven't seen a lot of Fakum Ran before, uh, mm. so I wasn't sure what he did. But, you know, he has been kind of like uh, that position where he kind of came out and was really, really strong, and people didn't like fighting him, and they thought he was too good. I, I, I watched him, and his moveset looks kind of good like he just had range and they were like safe and his rage drive his not his rage art his rage drive just it was so fast and just did ridiculous amounts of damage and i was just like this character looks really strong <laughs> based on what i know about tekken my very very scrubby tekken knowledge yeah. i was like this <laughs> character looks really good so it was really the first time i saw him in action and that's who gen used to win uh, red bull kumite and you know it just it looked it looked like that character is one of those characters that just has a lot of very natural uh, strengths built into him. Uh, how was the how was the commentary? How were you know? Was there anything else notable to talk about there? I mean, the the commentary was a little unfortunate because uh, clearly Steve was the only one there that knew anything about Tekken, mm. right? But I will say this: he commentated the top eight with Persia, and Persia, oh, wow. you know, okay. doesn't know much about oh. Tekken. Oh. But she did a great job 
making sure she wasn't trying to push too hard. Like, you know, you, you know, you know how some commentators when they want like, Oh, I got to sound like I know what I'm talking about. You know, we, we've all experienced this before where someone's like, well, you see, he was really good at doing that. I've done this before. You know, when I was trying to commentate games like Tekken and stuff, you know, and she was not trying to push that. She was just vibing with Steve and going along with the action on their new, you know, like, Oh, she's going for the wall carry, you know, like and stuff like that and so i actually think it was really i think she did a, a, an absolutely fantastic job you know doing the commentary with steve on tekken so i thought that was really cool that's pretty cool all right um and then street fighter was the next day 16 players for that so there were it was more extensive group play before you know the single elimination part of it got started mm-hmm. um and I watched, I watched a good amount of that. I had a lot of work to do that day, so it wasn't nearly as much as I would have wanted to. But I did watch a good amount of it. And I've, some of those matches I thought were super, super fun and very interesting. Some of the results weren't what I expected. Um, I did expect that Goichi would get spittooned. I thought that that was going to happen yeah. for sure. Um, and, <laughs> and it did. But as far as, as far as some of the others go, like Mono was literally an accident by his opponent, Brian F away from moving on. Like Brian F screwed up and came out with, I think it was the, the uppercut screw upper. It's the screw upper. Yeah. yeah mm-hmm. the screw upper. And it, yep. it, and it beat whatever it was that Mona was doing, but that wasn't what he wanted to do. He wanted to just do a crouching medium kick props to Brian for admitting that right yeah. there in person. Cause that has actually happened. As he said, uh, he was asked about it. That's happened to him in other events, too. He likes to yeah. an LBC <laughs> by screwing up. So, okay, props for that. Uh, but if you're Mono, like, that's, that's tough. That's tough to hear. Yeah. <laughs> right? So that, was a, that for me, was, was uh, one of my favorite matches. That was super cool. Uh, and then seeing Problem X play with Alex, I thought was really <sighs> cool. He has such a strong Alex. He beat Punk's Karen with that character, <laughs> which was a lot of fun for me as well. I just want to say, uh, I know we're out of time here, but I don't. Maybe we didn't a lot enough time for Red Bull Kumite because there is a lot to say about this. But I just want to say, you know, pulling a tubo here, I was right. I used to always say that Alex's crouching medium punch is super good as a poke. And everyone's always like, no, there's nothing good about Alex. He's terrible. Like, and then Rob TV's like, yeah, crouching strong destroys Karen because it's such a good poke. And I was like, See? Oh, sorry, cat. Sorry. No, oh, no. You well, punched your cat. It's, it's never been the case that Alex was all bad. It's just that he had, like, a couple of good things, and Crouching Medium Punch was one of them, but then it was also like, well, you can't snowball really, and yeah, it doesn't do any damage by itself. Right. You gotta, but it, do, it does now. He snowballs a lot better than before. With V Trigger 2, Crouching Medium Punch actually matters. Like, these. Stan Fierce is a much better poke. Like, he's got a lot of other stuff going on at this point, and it was really, really cool to watch. Problem X took the whole thing over NL in a really super good comeback. NL was up three games and one round in a first to five. And Problem X came all the way back five straight games to take it. Complete reversal of fortune. It's cool. It's cool to watch. Hey, David, can you you also turn up your mic just a little bit more? Yeah, yeah, I got it. Okay, there we go. Perfect. Okay. All All right. right. Well, cool. Congrats to everybody. It was a lot of fun. Good work. Fun to watch. Yeah, that was awesome.
Okay. All right. Busters here. All right. All right. So because we don't have an interview and we usually use the interview time, you know, the break time to set up interviews, do you want to do what we did last time when we started with the interview and just bust through and no, no breaks? Let's bust through. Okay. Do the thing. All right. So we're going to go to the, whoops. Uh, Boom. There we go. So. The five five viewer questions here this week. Uh, go ahead and read them out, David, while I set up a poll. Absolutely. Number one is, what is more stressful to do? Win a large event after being down 0-3, but the crowd is on your side? Or have a big lead and prevent your opponent's momentum once they've clutched their first game with the cloud, crowd clearly on their side? That may be referring to what we were just talking about. Number two, <laughs> there was a trend with older fighting games to start learning a game with a Shoto-like character first. Do you believe this is still the case, or is there another archetype that's better to learn on? Or just pick your fave. Three, there are lots of complaints about PS4 slash 5 creating worse experiences. Now that offline tourneys are coming back, this issue is starting to be at the forefront. How has the FGC moved through these issues in the past, such as the switch from arcade to console? Four, the FGC is still growing within esports, and production values of FGC events pale in comparison to larger games. What did you think of the production of Red Bull Kumite this past weekend? And how do you think FGC esports events can be can improve moving forward? And then lastly, number five, what element from invitational events like Red Bull Kumite would be most beneficial if brought over to traditional FGC tournaments? The voting is set up. You guys can type exclamation mark one, exclamation mark two, exclamation mark three exclamation mark four or exclamation mark five in the chat to uh, vote on your uh, question that you would like to see answered. Remember, if you are a subscriber, you can vote twice. So definitely take advantage of that as well. As, uh, I'll leave the questions here on the screen for you guys to take a look at. Yeah, four and five and are pretty similar. Just as a yeah. reminder, we have two that we're going to be doing. I know that in the past when we've had one or two people have wanted us to say up front, we are going to be doing two 5-5 five, five matchup viewer questions. Uh, so, go ahead. Give us the votes! Make them happen! Make them happen! What do we got? What do we got? Votes. Uh, we have one clearly in the lead. If it was a week where we were doing one, we would be done. However, okay. two questions, as you can see in the poll listing over there. Uh, five and two are very, very close to each other right now. So, uh, I'm going to give that a little bit time. No, nope, it looks like the lead is building up. I'm going to close the poll in 10 seconds. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, gone. Okay. So, uh, the questions will be number three and number five. Sweet. Those are the questions that we are going to be answering. So uh, let's, let's start with number three, then. Why not? All right. How am I going to shorten that this is... one down? <laughs> okay. Well, here's the question. <laughs> oh, boy. There are lots of complaints about PS4 slash 5 creating worse experiences. Now that offline tournaments are coming back, this issue is starting to be at the forefront. How has the FGC moved through these issues in the past, such as the Switch from arcade to console? Well, I think it should be something James touches on first because, well, I wasn't there for the switch from arcade to console. <laughs> so there's a lot of complaints about PS5, PS5 creating worse experience. Now that offline turns because this issue is starting to be at the forefront. I mean, this is an interesting situation here, right? Because um, this is more just, I think, a fault of just, 
I mean, what, I don't know what these devs are doing and why they're doing such a bad job on the PS4 and PS5, uh, honestly, because uh, they're, these consoles are super powerful. So <laughs> they definitely have the power to be able to, you know, have the same kind of performance as the PC. But obviously the PC these days, these are like $1,000 rigs here, right? So people are like, oh my gosh, check out my... Like, if I was running Guilty Gear on my old PC, like, who knows what the hell would be happening on my guilty gear right so a lot of people you know when they talk about this they're talking about you know my freaking you know crowdfunded you know over thousand like almost two thousand dollar computer over here <clears throat> and so you have to realize that going from the arcade to the console was an increase in convenience Right. We went from how the hell do we go from getting cabinets into these tournaments? I mean, Evo had to go find every local arcade in Southern California and rent cabinets from like four different sources just to get the cabinet. And now by spending much less, we could just have all these consoles and play, just get a bunch of $60 discs. And it was an increase in convenience. If we go from consoles to PCs, that's an increase in inconvenience, right? Unless the Steam Deck turns out to work out really well, that there is that possibility uh, and that the Steam Deck can solve a lot of these problems. But, you know, Arturo, who's been on the forefront of this, you know, we have to have special monitors to get the 144 hertz and whatever like that. He's 3D printing things so that we can have the, you know, the 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 the, the adapters onto the, on the computer so that you don't accidentally pull it out out and you know of the thing when you're disconnecting your controllers and all these things like this is an increase in inconvenience and so it's it's not quite the same kind of thing because now we're just trying to move for move towards performance and uh that so it's it's interesting i don't see it as quite the same analogous kind of situation i, I think we're stuck on consoles for a while until the pc can be proven to to work conveniently that's kind of how that's that's where i stand on it any case so uh any thoughts any thoughts from you guys on this no i i mean i i mean uh not on what you said in particular besides the the end part of we'll see with steam deck (laughs) uh steam deck is not like a money saving tool necessarily when it comes to setting up for pcs at tournaments if you have, if you have a, if you want to run tournaments on Steam Deck, you're going to need to upgrade the hard drive inside of it. You're going to need to buy the mm-hmm. additional dock. You're going to need to have ports for controllers and so on and so forth. So, in the end, it probably is cheaper than having PC setups overall, and it's a little bit smaller, but it's still really expensive. Like, don't expect your local TOs to be running your you know sure. Guilty Gear Strive tournament on 144 hertz monitors on steam deck like don't expect that of them is basically what i'm saying maybe 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 at big majors like you know evo ceo combo breaker maybe but probably not they'll probably run with ps4s and ps5s and yeah just get used to it guys like the the 144 hertz monitors that's actually not that big of a problem they're becoming more and more affordable every every year that's not that big of a deal and there are um, you know, sponsors that are willing to, you you know, give monitors or loan monitors. So that's not that big of a deal either. It's the actual hardware of the PC is, yeah. it's a I, hurdle. I, it's a big I, hurdle. 
Really quick, just want to say that, yeah, I mean, outside of the big tournaments, you know, like Evo might go with the Steam Deck instead of the PlayStation. Evo, that is owned by PlayStation right now. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's just, who's going to do it? Like, it's it's not, probably not going to happen. Yeah. So... Yeah, and Don't count even, on, it, even on top of that, like hopefully it's the case that Steam Deck solves some of the um, interoperability issues that sometimes comes up, drivers issues that mm-hmm. PCs sometimes have. It seems like they are trying to solve that, but obviously we don't know like how that's going to go. Hopefully it will be the case. Yeah, I mean, I'm, ho- I'm hoping that Steam Deck will be good as well. We'll talk about that later on. Um, yeah. But in, certainly in the meantime, and other than that... I mean, we're, it's not it's not like our, the arcade to the console transition in the sense that there's not as much impetus for it. Um, yeah. at, mm-hmm. the, at the absolute top level where people, you know, the difference between having a PlayStation 4 and not a fancy monitor or fancy monitor plus high-level PC means that you're, like, actually hit-confirming more regularly, you're a more effective player. Like, that is only at the highest max level, right? It's not the case for... Or almost everybody, and, and that's not irrelevant, obviously. But that's the the impetus is not the same as it was when we were transitioning from arcade to console, where people were owning consoles more. Um, time was that fighting game players didn't own fighting games on consoles, right? You might own a console, but like you weren't playing your games on console because they just weren't that good on it. But right. at some point, that started to change, and you know, it was just like James was saying, it was about convenience. Uh, it was cheaper. There was a. There was. It made sense. There was an impetus for it. I don't mm-hmm. really see that in this case. Not at least in the right. same way. So hopefully, PC like PC at the max level again is seems like it's better, right? Uh, but that's probably not going to lead to them uh, being at events very yeah. commonly. Yeah. The, the, the last thing that I want to add to this, since we do have some time, I don't need to use my buster for this. Is that uh, I also don't want to gatekeep our 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 hobby. Through price, yeah, I hear you. I hear you. Right, so uh, one the advantage of fighting games has always been that you put a quarter up and you play, and if you win, you only spend the quarter. The consoles, you know, are definitely cheaper to access than PCs. You know, like forcing people into the one forty four hertz monitors. I mean, it's what makes a lot of the other esports. You know, a lot of times they're not as accessible to the entire you know community of players out there because. You know, it is expensive to get a good PC to have the best hertz so that you can aim perfectly, etc., etc. I like that fighting games are very accessible. They're on one console. You don't have the option of maximizing. Even the argument of having to spend hundreds of dollars on a joystick is basically non-existent because of the pad players are just are as good. There's just just no reason to go to joystick. A lot of times, people on my streams will be like, "I'm I'm considering getting a joystick." I'm like, "Do you?" want one or are you like because i think <laughs> i've heard it's better and i'm like are you fine on pad they're like yeah i'm like then don't get a joystick you know sure. yeah. <laughs> that's basically what it comes down to so staying away from the pc realm also i think keeps it open to as many people as possible yeah hard to imagine this stuff all changing very quickly steam deck seems like it's the only real possibility of that we're gonna have to wait a while longer to see if that's yeah. true yep Okay. All right, let's move on to the next one. Okay. Uh, next question. 
is, man, I can get the whole question on here. What element from invitational events like Red Bull Kumite would be the most beneficial if brought over to traditional fighting game tournaments? Yeah, this one and question four I thought were pretty related. Question four asking, what did you think of the production of Red Bull Kumite this past weekend, and how do you think FGC esports events can improve moving forward? Um, Very similar question in my mind. So uh, as, as far as what should be done... I, you know, honestly, I feel like many of the big, the biggest FGC events, I feel like are already doing many of the things uh, that Red Bull does, with the exception that Red Bull has infinite dollars, which is just a, it's just going to be a difference. <laughs> like Red Bull is a very, very wealthy, gigantic company. They, I don't know how much money they spent on this event, but it was a tremendous amount, clearly. And that's cool. It makes for a lot of fun. But there's also no way at all that they made anything like reasonable amount of their money back like it's just absolutely not the case so they're they're willing to do that they have the budget to do that fighting games aren't the only thing that they do that in they do that in everything in they spend so much money one time when james and i were in paris for red bull kumite uh we met with one of the like higher ups in the red bull like marketing department uh from austria and i remember talking with him about it and i don't remember the exact numbers but it was like they were just spending astronomical sums and didn't really care that much whether it led directly to to sales or to their money back because it it's supposed to it's about brand recognition right it's right. Like, yeah exactly it's not, so it this is this is separate from what fighting game events can do because fighting game events need to make their money back they need to they need to be <laughs> a little bit profitable at least i would hope that the tos are making significant money that doesn't happen what? as often as no should. way should anyone get paid for the work they do <laughs> I mean, yeah, Look, imagine like you? A people last week and not making money people last week on the show were joking that like i was trying to get a red bull sponsorship because i was talking about how much i actually enjoy the watermelon red bulls now you know Ugh. and and like i honestly like I would have, if it wasn't for FTC, I probably would have no ties to Red Bull at all. So, you know, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. that's, that's yeah. what they're doing. It's, it's the brand recognition, you know, like I'm 100% dude, that, that is absolutely the point. And it's not the kind of thing that other FGC events can do. So that aside, I feel like some of the things that they do that are really nice are also done by some other events. They have very unique production. Now, I'm not even talking about the money necessarily, but the ideas that they have mm-hmm. are are unique. They have interesting, oh, we didn't talk about this actually, but for Red Bull Kumite, they had a whole package, uh, that is to say a whole video about sticks that were custom made for Anakin. These three yeah. different people made different sticks. Super sick. That's, that's very unique, right? And that's something that they've been doing. I actually have a unique Red Bull stick that I got many years yeah. ago from mm-hmm. them. Yeah, mm-hmm. James, yeah, you, you have one as well. So that's that's an ongoing thing. The Octagon is an ongoing thing for Red Bull Kumite series. Like, it has its own ideas. So do FGC events like CEO and like Combo Breaker and like Evo. So the right. that side of it, I feel like we are doing. It's just we don't have infinite dollars, right? I feel like that's <laughs> the, the big difference. Yeah. I mean, uh, in terms of the events that the FGC has, I mean... I think we're getting there. The one advantage that the Red Bull, I mean, outside of the dollars, so let's let's that's the obvious answer, right? Have yeah. infinite money. Uh, <clears throat> the other thing too, though, is that uh, most FGC events are run by a bunch of uh, nerds who don't have a lot of like artistic, uh, <laughs> you know. Uh, so a lot of the, I mean. 
what we have in Red Bull Kumite is to be able to theme it with the cage, you know, with the, when the one that was in Europe, they had the cool little alleyway with the bricks and the broken bricks and they were throwing all the things into the stuff, you know, so that's actually a really big advantage. Now, obviously we do have great designers. The, the one that comes out in mind obviously is, is uh, always going to be Combo Breaker because Rick is a very artistic person and has great vision and everything. But even then you can see he's limited by, as David said, budget, right? And so so, you know, that's just the whole thing is um, if we want to get to that level of Red Bull Kumite productions, there is going to have to be that factor where we're going to have to start, you know, trying to theme things a little bit more, which is why I love that CEO is the wrestling themed one with their ring and how ECT has the music theming and everything like that. Right. Like uh, Evo is just clearly tournament. Right, like outside of that, it's kind of stale, so you know, like in a way, game? right? What's can that? You do that again? Can you can you do that's like what? Yeah, yeah, it's just like tournament, and that's like all basically right. sure. all, all it is, right? And you know, I, I, that's why I've always been a fan of seeing the events go down the, the their hobby path and kind of building that stuff in there. And even Evo doesn't have you know the money to be able to spend on just ridiculous like crazy customized sets and everything like that. Like I've been there in the days they're setting up. Largely, they're using exactly what the venue has available to them and designed in a way that works. I mean, they did have the Evo logo stage, which is awesome, right? Which is really nicely done and such. But, you know, you just you don't have the ability to design the whole arena, the, the, the floors. And, you know, I still remember being at an Evo and being near all these like, you know, big esports guys. And they were walking around Evo and they were like, man, this is way less production than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> they're like, it's just like, they're just using regular tables, you know, like, they, they, you know, we don't have like every station isn't its own customized, like, you know, cool station with evil decorations Their and flashing lights. Do training section. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, it's just, you know, again, would we have all that if we had the money? Probably. So, Despite the fact that I'm sitting here talking about artistic vision, it just it just comes down to money. It just comes down to what you can build. So, yeah, I mean, I don't have anything to add. I was just gonna say, yeah, bring over the money. Yeah, that's all we need <laughs> for broke. We need more well, cash. I mean, we're uh, it's not right to say that we're broke. Like, we're broke, David. We have events that are sustaining themselves, which is good. Got no credit. It's just that for other esports. Marketing is such a huge part of it. Um, mm -hmm. The League of Legends esports uh, stuff does not make money. It's a they're losing money in doing that, but that's okay because it's again it's marketing essentially for the game. They lose so money all saying, the time on that. What you're saying, like Overwatch, is, Overwatch is Overwatch League is not making money. What you're saying is Riot and Activision Blizzard and all those companies they're the one percent, and the FGC is bringing in like sixty k a year. And they got a wife and a kid. That's that's what you're saying right now. <laughs> and they don't have health care right now. <laughs> we definitely live paycheck to paycheck. What I'm I guess that's true. Yeah, that the TOs do live paycheck to, to paycheck in a sense. Yeah. yeah. I mean, look at, look at what happened not, to... It's not going to change because it's grassroots oriented. Even right. for things like Capcom Pro Tour or whatever Pro Tour, they're kind of piggybacking for the most part on other things. I guess CPT is doing that less now because it's all online, but... It's still not, they, Capcom can't put in 
riot money, they can't put in activism, and, Activision Blizzard and, and money. L- let's put it this way. We, I was actually talking about this with some people on my stream yesterday. Um, you know, if when the pandemic happened, you know, if Riot had to shut down a League of Legends event because of the pandemic and they couldn't use a force majeure clause, they can suck it up, right? But, like, look what happened to NCR. They, they had to shut down last year and they lost all that money. <laughs> it's just gone. <laughs> it's not like, I mean, we are just at, like, like David was saying, we are at a point where we have to be able to sustain ourselves. That's yeah. the idea. And then, you know, people like John Choi are running NCR at a negative budget just because he has the passion for it. NCR is not making any money, right? He's not profiting from that. He's even shown the receipts for it before. The people all working for him are not getting paid. They're just doing it for, like, volunteer because they love the, the scene and they're, you know, they want to make sure that they can, they can put on a great show. It's it's tough, man. And And... We just don't have that budget yet. And we're, we'll, we'll probably never have that budget because we are centralists. You know, it's not, we aren't the Capcom event. We aren't the NR, NRS scene, et cetera, et cetera. Our, our scene encompasses all the fighting games. And I think that's a strength to our scene, but that just means we're never going to get that kind of budget that we're going to get, see from a lot of those other companies. It means that it's bottom up, which is good. I mean, we've had this conversation many times. That's how many of us want it to continue to be. I hope that it will continue to be like that. I also hope that there will be more money in the sense of more people going to things and watching things. Like, we all want TOs to do well and for more events to be bigger, have more events, yada, yada. But it won't, it won't be Riot selling out a giant stadium and doing fancy AR things. Like, it's probably <laughs> not going to be like that. Yeah. Right. Uh, all right, we move on. Oh, boy. Oh boy. <laughs> cool. Um, all right. Well, here's what happened. So, Zero, you may recall, was a Smash player. What did he win? Like 50 tournaments in a row or something? It was wild. But then, um, last, last year? Yeah. It was last year, 2020. Yeah. Sorry. Mm-hmm. That's just, um, he was alleged to have uh, done some pretty terrible things with respect to underage uh uh, people and initially denied that and denied that and ended up admitting to it uh, and essentially left Smash. He had already stopped competing by that time, but was a big content creator and and left it. And you know, people didn't want him in the scene essentially, right? Because that's right. Well, um, he has he has come back. He put a video up and some tweets up essentially saying that in fact uh he denies the things that he previously admitted to and he isn't intending to have any active comments on things he's intending to have his legal team take care of that stuff i don't know what that means exactly he uh also says he's not not fault free but those mistakes don't represent the person he is today or the person he wants to be going forward. So anyway, he's going to be making content again. What do you all think about this? I think I'll watch as much zero content as I did before all that stuff happened, which was zero. So that's what I think about that. 
Nice I work. No other thoughts. I'm not gonna watch his shit. I didn't watch it before. I'm not gonna watch it now. Whatever, man. I guess I'll be watching you. as much as I saw of it in the last year. Uh, yeah. Wasn't making yeah, it, bro. Uh, dude. It, it, yeah, I mean, it's. I. It's important to me that people have the ability to uh, rehabilitate yeah. themselves and to learn from things and to come back after that happens. That does matter to me, not just in the criminal justice system, but like in our little scenes. But if it seems like somebody's doing the same kind of thing over and over again and isn't learning and doesn't want to take responsibility for what they admitted that they did, then I don't want them back. You know, I mean, if, if somebody is so, somebody is changing, learning lessons, not going to do the same stuff, but also takes responsibility for having done the stuff. You know, I mean, we've talked about this many times as well, especially last year when news like this was coming out left and right for a couple of months. I don't want those people around. I don't. So I, I don't know how other people are reacting to this. I mean, I saw some people who I follow in the Smash scene who weren't happy about it. But I also looked at the Zero tweet and how many people were like, that's great. Happy to hear it that you're back. Oh, I'm looking forward to your content. You know, that's... That's how that's how that goes. I don't yeah. know how how much that's going to end up being, but he had a very big following in his content creation. Yeah, I mean, look, in this kind of situation, especially for content creators, it's really just always going to come down to the court of public opinion, right? It's just you know, at this point in time, who do you believe? He said, she said, and you know, we've we've seen this kind of situation a lot of times, right? I mean, uh, even in the fighting game community proper, you know, there's the infiltration situation, right? A lot of people still support him. There's a lot of people who don't support yeah. him as, you know, anymore. And you know, it's it's just it's just gonna be how. There's no way anyone's gonna come to a distinct conclusion, and I think that you know, at this point in time, we'll. <sighs> It's like I said, I mean, I, there's nothing I can say that's going to change anybody's mind in either direction. You know what I mean? And I, I just, you know, like you said, for me, it's I, I'd like to see the, I don't want to call it remorse. Like, I don't need, you know, dry, fake crying, you know, that we might have seen recently uh, in other <laughs> venues stuff and such, you know. But, you know, I just... I, there's there is a sign of maturity that you can sense from people on how they handle situations and 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 you know and are taking responsibility for things that's that's kind of the situation here and like david said i don't i'm not i don't want to you make a mistake and then you're done forever like that's that's people have the ability to change they have the ability to grow so you know at this point in time it's kind of a time will tell situation so uh well really not much i can say about it you know because like i said i'm not changing anyone's opinion and any direction that i go if i say look i'm happy that zero's back because you know he was great content creator and you know or i could say you know what no screw this guy he deserves to be you know canceled whatever like that you know it's going to there's going to be a lot of opposition either direction so for sure yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm not... I mean, he he was a guy who we knew personally. He came on our show mm -hmm, a, mm -hmm. a couple or a few times over the years um, and was always very nice in person with us. But that is not the same, right? Our experiences with him are not the experiences that he was alleged to have done and at least temporarily admitted to have engaged in. Right. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, with respect to the twit longer essentially that he put up a, a while back, being essentially a suicide note, I'm obviously very glad that that didn't, that wasn't carried out, yeah, right? Yeah, I mean, obviously, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but that's, again, not the same as saying that I'm, that I believe that he seems like he's changed and has learned things and, and is has taken responsibility. It doesn't seem that way, so... I don't know. He says he will allow his legal team to do the work. I just uh, don't know what that entails. Um, <laughs> what does the legal team do in this case? Um, all you they do the work. Is, maybe they do would, the work. They do the work, David. Mm. Well, good luck to the legal team, I suppose. All right. All right. All right. So we're kind of hitting now the uh, the... The Tuesday show done quick portion here of uh, the show where we just kind of go through the rest of these topics real quick. Uh, Whip has been announced in KOF 15 as the latest character. Um, most people speculating that she's going to end up on the uh, the K-Dash team. Uh, we still don't know if it's going to be with Kula or Maxima. Probably Kula because SNK wants money. And... Um, the Whip trailer came out. She was a DLC character in 14. It's very clear that some characters got some touch-up love between 14 and 15. And it's very clear when some characters <laughs> did not get a lot of touch-up love. Uh, Whip definitely mm. falling into that latter category. <laughs> She's rough. <laughs> she is definitely rough. So. <laughs> yeah, I thought about how... Fighting games just kind of see a thing and a character, and then they just name them after that thing. Like, for example, Whip has a whip, and she's named Whip. Okay. Or the dog, yeah. the dog in Punch Planet, it's named Dog. I mean, look, it was yeah, all a third. I'd love to hear. A third. I, I'm sure there's other ones. Dude, I'm just saying, it was like, started this, as this a, happens. It was a trend that was started by the greatest fighting game of all time, ER Kung Fu. You okay. know, we're star through stars, and Tomfa fought with sure, a Tomfa, yeah. Bo fought with a Bo, and, you know, Fetal fought with a Fetal. Was his name Fetal? I don't even remember. But, I you know, I no fought with a fetus. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, Whip looks a little rough. But yeah, uh, SK sure did Dude, say that there was. There's one moment in her trailer where I had to look into whether there was a jump cut or not. I had to like slow it down to try to see whether they cut through or whether it was actually just the move. Nope. That's so like that's the move. <laughs> I think it's the move. Yeah. Uh, and uh, <laughs> okay, I like Keats in the chat saying "Whip is not a creative name." Said the guy who named two characters "Dive" and "Kick." <laughs> There's two characters who are named after what they do. Yep. Exactly. So there you go. How okay. common is the thing? Uh, also uh, revealed in a trailer was Poisana in oh, Power wait, Rangers. I wanted to I wanted to briefly say about that last one that uh, KOF 15 beta is actually available for pre-download now. Oh, that's right. You can't yeah. play it yet, but if you want to, you can like go on PSN and yeah, put it in uh, your library. Myself and Olaf will be streaming a lot of that and probably trying to run some player lobbies on Saturday and Sunday. So if you guys are interested in checking out KO15 in the beta, even if you aren't playing it and just want to watch some people play it, first day on Friday will be a lot of us doing training mode stuff. And then uh, Saturday and Sunday, we will be doing a lot of uh, playing against each other and stuff. Eight characters available, but obviously, you know, we're, we're I mean, I'm going to try to learn the game, obviously. Um yeah. 
this will be the first KOF that I probably really give a serious, honest shot to. So we'll see what happens. And uh, All right. yeah, good luck. All right, so Poisana in Power Rangers Battle for the Grid. So again, Battle for the Grid is in the middle of season four, and there's three characters that was revealed for that. Poisana being the second one, and a trailer came out for her. And you know, the only thing I can really say about this, because obviously I don't keep up with the game anymore, but again, when the game first came out, very rough looking game, right? But Currently, like Poisana, like a lot of personality in her animations. Wait, what? What? what what's the confused look, David? Uh, is that the name of the character? Isn't it? Or did I get it wrong? I think it's Poisandra. Is it? I think Poisandra. so. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I just Poisandra. Poisandra. <laughs> Poison. Obviously, I don't know much about Power Rangers, the IP. I, I'm glad that Investigation Cone of all people corrected me on that one. So, James, um, tell us more about Poisana. Poisana? Oh, this character that you've made up right now. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> your, your fan character, Poisana, is coming along very, yeah. very well. Uh, no, but I mean, I just think that Poisandra had a. Uh, really good animations and just like you can yeah. see a lot of personality in her character design and i thought that was really cool and you know obviously it's power rangers you can't it's going to be silly by nature she's throwing out giant cake bombs and stuff but she does these little dances and and i think that's really i, I thought you know obviously like i said the game started out kind of rough but now it looks pretty cool i agree yeah okay uh cool. steam deck delayed so we said we we're going to talk about this a little bit more, but the Steam Deck has been delayed till February. So February is going to be a crazy month, by the way. A lot of stuff happening uh, during that time. But yeah. uh, um, uh, I know some people are really, really sad about that, but uh, obviously due to parts shortages, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, I... I'm not planning to get one. I don't really have any investment in it. I don't know if either of you guys have pre-ordered it. Like, how do you guys feel about the about the delay? Uh, about the delay? I mean, it's expected. It's like nobody can get GPUs right now, including manufacturers. So uh, <laughs> there's issues with you know with, with uh, silicone being in shortage and blah 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 blah. It was expected. It was expected to get delayed, but. It only got delayed one month, right? Like, it was supposed to come out in January. Getting delayed one month isn't that big of a deal. Also, all the beta units that people have been showing off have looked great. So that's cool. I'm not going to buy one right away, but I am interested in getting one eventually. I mean, I have a huge Steam library that I could play on the go. That would be sick. Yeah, yeah I feel exactly the same way. I'm not planning to get it right away just because I expect that there will be some problems with the initial run. It just tends to happen with new electronics. Um, so yeah, but, know, but I'm absolutely interested in getting one eventually. Yeah. Do we know how heavy it is? Because I swear, from all the videos that I look at, it looks like it's kind of bulky. But I'm sure that info's out there, but I haven't looked into yeah, it. Yeah, I don't know off the top of my head. But I'm okay. I'm sure there are specs you could find. Yeah. Okay. All right. Mm. Uh, so there was a um uh, uh was it, was it an arena fighter. Uh, Jump Force, yep. which had a bunch of the the uh, anime characters in there, uh, mm. such as Luffy from One Piece, I believe, and a whole bunch of other characters that you guys, I'm sure, know all the names of. Um, Absolutely, Luffy from the show. There's uh, don't oh, there's Cowboy Bebop is in there. He's my favorite character. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. 
I don't yeah, think Cowboy I mean, Bebop is in that. No, honest. I don't know anything about it. I'm pretty sure it's all show. I mean, Luffy from One Piece, but One Piece is not that good of a of an anime, right? Like people don't actually like that anime, right? Fortnite, yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway, I'm, so not, uh, I'm not. I'm not commenting on that, James. I know. I don't need. I've I never don't, seen I don't need it. the One Piece fanboys <laughs> coming after me. I have never seen it. I'm sure it's good. I know Keats is in the chat, and so I'm just, you know, <laughs> Keats is one of the. Uh, Keats is definitely one of the uh, uh, biggest uh, proponents of One Piece out there. Look, uh, I didn't. I played the game before it came out i never bought it i played it at whatever e3 it was where they were showing it off i didn't like it it felt like i was i found instantly abusable things right away i guess <laughs> not enough people liked it i would say i don't think it looked very good i yeah. don't you know well, I, I saw how, it, the, it, how it looked poorly. in the final version it, it yeah, is what it definitely is yeah is. as a result the game is end of lifing uh, they yeah. said in February it's going to be delisted. You can no longer buy the game. The servers will still keep running, however, up until about August, and that's when the game will shut down. And so basically, Good. they're end of lifing the game. So you'll be able to play it obviously locally. Um, yeah. Just all the offline modes, are, all the online modes are gone at that point. So all right, there you go. Moving on. Oh, my favorite topics coming up: the Game Awards. It, is this the one that this is not the one that I that has me blocked on? No, Twitter. you're you're banned from the esports awards. <laughs> right? Okay, Were you yeah, banned yeah. from the esports awards? They banned him on. They blocked him on Twitter. They sure did. Are you serious? <laughs> Wait, what was the what was the what was the final straw? What was the final straw? Oh, just me like relentlessly needling them about all sorts of weird decisions and having. Uh, I think the thing that finally did it was they were giving Daigo a lifetime award, and they said that he won, like, five EVO titles. And I was like, EVO? Yeah. You guys couldn't do, like, the most basic of research, whatever number of EVO titles he has. I don't remember offhand. Uh, and then uh, in, that, in that video, it's a Lifetime Achievement Award Class of 2020, and this little, like, screenshot comes up. It's a little graphics package of, of that phrase kind of rotating around. And there's yeah. a specific spot where you can pause it where it really looks like it says esports yes. awards lifetime achievement ass of 2020. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Which I screenshotted and put up. Uh, the, the bad part about it was you didn't even really have to like pause it at a certain time. Like it basically just said ass of 2020 through the whole video. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. It was it was rough. So anyway, then who whoever the guy is who runs it tweeted at me and was like, I can't believe that you're so mad at our awards. We're can't believe you done this. And I was like, I wish your small business the best, but please like do some research about the FGC if you're going to include it. And never David an award. I'm never going to get an esports awards award. Wait, wasn't I nominated for one or was that the other one? Anyway, here's I don't, the, know. Who knows? I don't Look, remember either. Here's this what's one, happening. There's this the one game is... awards. The Game Awards are clearly doing better than and doing the research, right? Because they also tweeted out, uh, congratulations, Yoshinoro Ono, on the success of your game and your hard work. You know that meme where someone says, I made this, and they hand it to someone, yep. and then they <laughs> stare at it, and they go, I made this? Uh -huh. Literally, Ono taking credit for Melty yeah. Blood. It's like, you made this? I made this. <laughs> yeah. A man came in with three months left before the game came out and said, yep, my team did it. We're, in, we're nominated for the yeah. game. That, that tweet was since deleted because it definitely yes. got some traction on the internet. Yeah, the um, Game Awards got uh, dunked for doing that. 
But they do have. They did announce their five games that are nominated. And uh, do I even have that anywhere here? Yeah, I put the link in there. Yeah, I know. I'm trying to find it right now. There it is. Okay. First of all, the category is called quote best fighting. Unquote. Best fighting. That's the that's the category name. Best fighting. Here are the fantastic nominees. There is Guilty Gear Strive, a game that came out this year. That's obviously a really good one. Melty Blood Type Lumina, same thing, came out this year. Really good. Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl also came out this year. Seems pretty fun. Virtua Fighter Five Ultimate Showdown. It's a game that came out. Cool. In 2004. Uh, a million years ago and had an update that, um, you know, anyway, it happened. <laughs> well, don't forget about your f- favorite game yes. that was nominated for best fighting yeah what, which one was it that would be demon slayer kimetsu no yaiba the hinokami chronicles tubbleware that would be that would be I've the other nominated that game so much i've played i know everything about that game i mean like you guys... for example i know that it exists now mm, so yes. that's you... that's good like, do you know anything about the franchise that it's based on? I mean, like, is it Demon even... Slayer? It's it's, it's a it, very popular is it anime. Even popular? No, I'm just okay, okay, no, you know, it's popular. super popular. Like, it's all over Japan. So, I just wanted to. I know Tubo probably knows. I'm wondering if David had any idea. That's all. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I've heard that phrase before in my okay. life, so why Fair not? Enough. But I, I, you know, look. When I saw that this was nominated, I did look it up. I saw it on YouTube. And actually, it looks. It's got nice animations. You know, it looks good. I don't know how it plays. It seems like it's kind of like a tag fighter, hey. tag arena fighter. Nathan, what are you doing? Oh, Jesus. Okay. I was wondering, I thought James was really offended by something you said for a second. It's, you called it a tag arena fighter? Hey, hey how hey, dare hey. you? I guess Nathan's on the loose. Nathan, Nathan. calm down. Causing problems. Good old Nathan. 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 Oh, boy. Uh, a few days ago, my cat jumped on my Jesus. dining room table and then off the wall and then hit the ceiling and fell to the floor. So, <laughs> Jesus. Nathan is basically pestering Jasmine right now. And, Good boy. Yeah, that's hilarious. Yeah. Anyway, I look forward to seeing who the winner of the best military contractor in esports is from the Game Awards. It's going to be Army. Do you like Army? No, Army FGC. Really All right, we've got enough time here. Let's go. Here we go. <laughs> I think the esports. Unless you guys want to, want any one of you wants to use your uh, buster on no, that one. So, no, no thanks. Uh, let's go through the tournament results here really quickly. Uh, we had a bunch of uh, stuff happen. Obviously, Red Bull Kumite was one of them. Uh, happening also yesterday and the day before that was Reflex Ultimate. Uh, which was the 10-year celebration of Ultimate Marvel versus Capcom 3 that uh, K-Brad ran. Uh, they all went to Vegas to go play offline some Marvel 3. It was won by Angelic in first place. Uh, second was. place was Mundank, and third place was Jabril. But this is the first time that Angelic, ha- he said it's taken 10 years for him to win, and he's like super happy and obviously very excited about winning this one. So congratulations to him. That's really, really cool. Let's go, Shumagorath. Let's go. I watched a bunch. It was a lot of fun. Super, super fun game to watch, of course. And, I mean, it was it was great in the sense that, like, Marvel 3 just has really good 
player and gameplay variety. And even with the, if it's the same team sometimes. And that was really cool to watch again. I would say that some of those players definitely didn't look like they were at the top of their game, to be honest. Other players looked uh, like they were killing it. So that seems like it's a very, you know, one person or the other thing. Not everybody there was not looking good. Some people looked amazing. But it was cool. I liked it overall. Great. Yeah, Boy. it was fun to watch. Okay. You already know I like Marvel, so absolutely. <laughs> I don't need to. I don't need to go any farther than that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the chat, the chat was cool actually. Just like seeing old names in there was pretty cool. <laughs> okay. Yeah, and then Celtic Throwdown uh, was also this weekend. Again, uh, one of the people uh, who was uh, God, uh, one of the co-founders of it was one of the the, the members of the FGC that passed away recently. Um, but uh, they and also I know Celtic Throwdown had some trouble, you know, with the COVID and venues and such. And, mm-hmm. you know, so it's really I'm really happy to see that they managed to pull off this uh, event and have it be offline as well and, and get all these players in house to play over there. So, uh, yeah, it was cool. I didn't think that we needed to go through all the results because there are a lot of different games, but it yeah. was definitely uh, I watched some of it. I watched the Mortal, for example, because that's what mm-hmm. I'm interested okay. in. Okay. But yeah. Uh, yeah, it was cool. Good job, okay. everybody. Yeah, no, really, really, really happy for them to, to have been able to, to accomplish that. Uh, also, uh, what else took place this weekend? Uh, Main Stage, which was a, a big uh, uh, platform fighter tournament, took place, including Nick's All-Star Brawl, which was won by Thunder's Reign using the best turtle, Leonardo. Uh, Smash Ultimate was won by MK Leo with uh, Byleth. And Smash Melee was won by Wizrobe with Captain Falcon. And uh, second place was Hungrybox. So, you know, obviously this is a, a pretty big win for <laughs> for Wizrobe here. Yeah, uh, for sure. Being able to win with uh, Captain Falcon here. Tekken Online Challenge was this weekend. Uh, the South America Regional was won by Abel de Maestro with Eddie, Eliza, and Akuma. West Africa Regional was won by Shaoling with Master Raven. The Smash World Tour continues. Uh, Melee in East Asia was won by AMSA with Yoshi. Let's go AMSA. And so those are those tournament results there. Okay, then we got another tournament that was not technically fighting games, but (laughs) okay, a lot of us watched it anyway. And James was there, the Classic Tetris World Championships. Yep. Uh, Yeah, the Classic Tetris World Championships took place this weekend. The reason why I couldn't make it to Red Bull Kumite uh, as commentator or just as to visit because I would have loved to have seen everybody there. Uh, but um, it, it, again, it's such a crazy year for Classic Tetris because the new technique rolling uh, came out and you could see the power that it has. Um, you know, Joseph had to go through two rollers uh, on his side of the bracket. Joseph, of course, the person who dethroned Jonas as the champion, and he is a hyper-tapper. And uh, he had better Tetris rates than some of his opponents, but then he would top out once it got to the kill screen, you know, 29, he would get to 30, 31, and then he would top out. But then his opponent would be able to survive even with a lower score at that point, and just continue to keep clearing singles and triples and doubles and singles and singles. I mean, his opponent, Huff, got to level 41 at one point, you know, when he was able to chase down Jonas, you know. I mean, Joseph, yeah, Joseph, when he was able to chase down Joseph. And sometimes he even... He, he, he even beat him sometimes and just kept doing it just to practice. And like I said, he got to level 41, got to level 40 at some point in time. 
uh, Joe, Joseph did manage to defeat the first one, Richie, and then uh, Huff, Huff, who was basically the best roller there at the time, uh, was able to defeat him and get to grand finals. Uh, um, Huff was the best roller there at, uh, at the time, huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, means, All right. man. Uh, Huffleupagus, okay? Oh, there you go. I'll just say his full name, Huffleupagus. Um, he definitely huff puffs and rolls some shit up. I can yeah. tell you right now. <laughs> uh, he's probably but, uh, a teenager, dude. Come on. Yeah. The other side of the the oldest yeah, person in the no tournament way. was tw- teenagers don't do that. <laughs> the oldest <laughs> oldest person in the tournament was 24 years old, I think, which was wow, okay. N- Nenu from Indonesia, uh, who got fourth place last year. The craziest right. thing about it is, uh, with all these crazy with all this crazy change coming, uh, the top five from last year was the same top five as this year. <laughs> now, obviously, the fifth-place person is tied with the other three players because it was single elimination, but, the t- like, literally five of the top five were the exact same. And, in fact, uh, the champion, Dog, uh, won again this year, but uh, he did it defeating Huffleupagus uh, going up against the rolling with his hyper tapping, and he did it by having an eighty percent Tetris rate. So again, like sixty is considered max out pay. Sixty is means you're like like that's as low as you can be to get max outs kind of a score, and eighty uh, percent is really hard to have as a Tetris rate, and uh, that's what he had to get. And so Huff would actually try the chase down uh, on Dog uh, at some points, but he just couldn't. You know, getting the singles, the triples and stuff weren't enough to to catch him all the way up. So Dog was able to win, but it still raises a lot of question. You, you can even see a lot of the, 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 the purists in the chat, you know, they're talking about banning rolling and stuff like that because it ruins the integrity of the game and such. And it's a really interesting situation because it, there is a, there is a level of that to that I completely understand that you want to be able to have the ability to create a great stack and have a better Tetris rate as opposed to just being able to survive towards the end. And, you know, it was really interesting. And everybody who was eliminated kept saying that they were going to take up rolling. Joseph even literally said, today might be the last day I ever hypertap. And he's like, I'm probably just going to learn rolling. Every single one of them, even Dog, who won at one point in time, was practicing rolling on stream. And uh, Joseph, and, you know, it's interesting because Joseph has even said, I mean, the way he plays, he has to freeze his hand in this position like this to hypertap. And he says that his daily life, his wrists hurt. And so, you know, rolling might be something important for him to learn to, to, to kind of save his hands and everything like that. But at the same time, a lot of people don't like what rolling is bringing to the game, et cetera, et cetera. So it's a really interesting time and a really interesting situation, but also really amazing that Dog was still able to win, especially with that those 80% Tetrises. I mean, it's ridiculous, but I mean... Before you would get like a 76 Tetris, like you would have a 70% Tetris rate, you max out on level 27. That's like a guarantee you won that match. And this year, so many people lost their matches at like 67% with one point some million scores like over max out and stuff. It's it's crazy the level of competition that this game has gotten to. Imagine being a Tetris conservative. I don't like rolling. It's too good. You're advancing the game far beyond what I thought it could have been. Imagine not wanting to be 
up aggressive in that situation. That's so. It's like so backwards to me. <laughs> I don't know and, if that's and, the right word for it. But I, and, I get it. Yeah, and it's interesting actually. Aggressive. You know what Keats is. What Keats is saying is like just play Tetris on a hitbox. So the thing about it is rolling is. I mean, again, this is me going off of my soapbox. All the Tetris people know. I I talk about this a lot. But, you know, I really think that there's a benefit to opening the game up. We've discovered a technique now that has removed all of the limitations of this pad. Like, we can obviously, like, the, the max right now, the record is level 52. We will get to a level 99 at some point in time, I think, once someone masters rolling to the, to the degree that, like, is, because it doesn't get any faster. It's the same speed from level 29 on. It never gets any faster, right? Whatever the max you can get to, someone's probably going to get pretty close to that at some point in time. So we've obviously eliminated the need for the, the restrictions on this. So I actually think that, you know, opening it up to any controller on the Tetris Effect version so it's accessible to everybody, I, I think... I don't know. Like, I know I'm probably coming from the fighting game perspective, which, you know, which Tubo was, you know, kind of joking about where I don't want to nerf the game. I want to keep the people being able to show their techniques and their strength. Rolling is awkward. Like, you have to hold the controller, like, upside down and play like this and do the, Like, do we want to force people to learn that to keep up with the other rollers or do we just want to open the game up just let people play on a hitbox now you know kind of thing it's an interesting whatever controller they want man right it's an interesting conversation i I definitely support teenagers not ruining their hands for long periods and that's the other reason and not only that in my opinion and again this is all just james chen soapbox here but having us play on the most recent version that is currently on sale and sale and just came out on steam you know, we're selling copies of the game gives Tetris company more reasons to put in more money into the event and such, you know. So I'm definitely looking at from the esports side of things and, uh, and and just the longevity of it, because there is a limited number of NESs and NES pads right. in the world right now, <laughs> you know, and Tetris I, cartridges. So <laughs> I will say that as a viewer, I watched a little bit of it and I'm a lot less interested in it than i think when i first started watching classic tetris world championship i don't know how long you've been doing commentary for that it's been several years at this point it seems to me like the first like five minutes of each match almost doesn't matter i think there it seems like there's probably some exceptions to that you talked about like 80 percent tetris right but like almost doesn't matter until just the last like 20 to 30 seconds so there's this like real big start where as the viewer you're just there just looking at it it doesn't really matter and then the crunch time is cool but it happens so rarely as like a percentage of time so i just it just is not it doesn't interest me in the same way that it did before when it felt like the earlier parts of it were more consequential and this is because the players are better so i mean it's cool congrats to the players it's probably super fun for them but as a viewer it's not as exciting for me yeah no it's definitely a change because of that now and the level of talent is so much better because before you know when it was just gas play it was super important because having that 60 percent tetris rate was very hard nowadays with the hyper tappers players are consistently like you just saw matches where they're both at 75 percent like most of the time and such so it is a little bit different now those first levels matter a lot but as you mentioned like like functionally they matter a lot but in actual everybody's nailing it 
Right, but now everybody is so good. And once rolling comes in, yeah, it might get to the point where they have to start at level 19. Now, you know, just to start at the transition speed, right? Because right. that that's the right way to go. But it's, it's just, it's crazy because, like I said, it's fascinating to me as a fighting game player. Like, I'm coming at this from a very different... I compare Tetris, the Tetris scene a lot to the Tekken scene, you know, because, you know, Tekken's like, oh, we don't want to use the cross-up because it makes Korean backdashing easy, Electric Wing Godfist easy, and all the years of practice, what's the point? But, you know, like... Uh, there's a lot of legacy in in, te in Tekken. There's a lot of legacy in Tetris, in classic Tetris as well. You know, uh, it's it's an interesting conversation, and I'm really curious to see where it's going to go in the future. But, you know, to, to sum it up all up in a positive, it was an amazing event. The players were ridiculous. Oh! Okay. I just wanted to end it because we let you keep going. We were never going to hear the end of Tetris. Dang. I appreciate your love of Tetris. But I know for a fact that that whole thing was going to branch off into something else. So uh, let's move on to the mailbag. I you can't, you call, can't with that. I call that an incorrect usage of yeah, the timer I buster. I, I think, think that's an incorrect legit. usage. You have I to have it. a conversation. to. You, you have to have point. a point to make. All right. All right. My point. point to make. My point to make. And that is, is actual a real point. My you, point to make. My actual real point to make is that James Chen did a great job on commentary this weekend. I agree. <laughs> got him. Dude, I love it. I, I love the gamesmanship of it. Oh, man. <laughs> All right, I'm disabling the timer busters now. <laughs> wow. 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 Timer busters are, are going away here. Dude, that was no, hilarious. but like I said, honestly, it's it was really cool. The players played super well. And it was really exciting. I'm just really curious to see how the future of it goes. So for sure. So, cool man. Good. I'm glad you had fun. Let's talk about the next thing: the UCTV mailback, that's where right. you send in questions and we answer them much of the time. Anyway, we'll see if we do it this time. Are we gonna do it? I don't know if we have enough time. We have 45 minutes left. <laughs> All right, let's get to the first question over here. Uh, Dude, the phrasing of this question cracks me up. I love it. <laughs> you guys will see shortly. <laughs> uh, oops, there we go. Uh, oops, there. Okay. <clears throat> Zachary via Twitter asks, you are a blessed slash cursed. You are blessed slash cursed by a limb wizard to gain some amount of extra arms. You can pick any number greater than zero, and they must be the size of human arms, but not necessarily human arms. How many do you pick, and where do you place them? Dude, Limb Wizard, I'm going to be cracking up at for the next couple of days. I'm just going to be walking around thinking about Limb Wizard. <laughs> oh, I love that so much. Uh, all right. Well. What do you what do you what do you guys do here, huh? With your limb uh, wizard, what do you do? You know, I just go full Goro, and I get two extra arms under there, right under the the pit area. You could pick twenty. I don't want twenty. I just want the two. I want to be symmetrical still. Ah. Uh. So yeah, I'll just go with the the good old fashioned Goro. Why not? Yeah, I mean, I think that would probably be the best way to go. Because the thing is, if you could add arms anywhere, like you could obviously add some arms hanging off your legs and all sorts of such, but nothing in the world is designed for that. There's no convenience to that, right? We're going to be sitting here typing and using the mouse, 
you need everything at that level, right? Everything is designed to be at human arm level. So I just feel like putting extra arms everywhere is kind of useless. Though I would probably put a maybe put a fifth arm, like maybe sticking out of the base of my back, so I could scratch my back easily. You know, I think that would be kind of nice. Imagine trying to lie down; that would be horrible. You wouldn't. Be yeah, able to that's sit actually true. That's actually true. So maybe. What if you? What if you put it at your tailbone and it hang, hung down like a tail? And then you also would just always have a hand there if you fell down. Okay, yeah. I mean, look, it yeah. says it says this must they must be the size of human arms, but not necessarily mm. human arms. Okay, okay. So we could be installing, I don't know, octopus tentacles. Why not octopus tentacles? <laughs> limb wizard. This limb wizard is, you know, they're not limited to just human limbs. This limb it, wizard is walking around. They're not, you're not limited. You're not limited. Human. You're not yeah, limited. Right. Nice. Yeah. yeah, all right. I get it. Yeah, nice work. Nice work. Anyway, I'm going to pick, I'm going to pick also two, but I'm going to have them be retractable tentacles. And they're the size of human arms when I tracked a word when i unretract them i don't know when they're rolled out they're gonna be human arms when they size. penetrate your skin no i mean they're like they're like you know little little things outward, out outward penetration what i can i can retract them so that i can walk around like with a shirt on and nobody knows that i have four arms but when i want to use my extra two unrolling tentacle limbs yes. i can stretch them out to a, another human arm length and that way when i'm walking around like Here's how I imagine the biggest use for it. That's I'm actually... cooking food. I'm in the kitchen. You know, I got I got a hold of all sorts of different implements going on. That's probably the most important usage of this. Imp I love implements? implements. You have a whole bunch of implements going on in your kitchen in particular. I, yes, of David course. That's where your sushi arms come into play. That's where my implements are in the I kitchen, actually, of course. I actually am going to change my answer a little bit. I want those oh. two arms, but... I want them to be transformer arms. I want them to be robotic arms so mm. they can transform into all sorts of other things, right? Mm. So literally I could basically do anything I want with them, right? And they're okay, but going they're only to human arm sized. Right, but they're human arm sized, but then they can transform into something flat so I can lie down or you know, mm. they can turn into claws or like a poke or something like that. And the most important part is they have to make the noise when whenever they change modes so hey man that's... he's the limb wizard he's not superman he can't do everything look we have superman. an actual self-transforming talking can give you robot limbs ask superman for robot limbs that make the noise he can give you the limb wizard can give you the limbs he can't give you the sound effects come on you'd have to walk around with a sound I'll effect program, generator. or I'll maybe maybe go see a sound effects wizard yeah I'll, I'll do that i'll go see the sound effects wizard but i mean look we have freaking walking talking optimus primes that transform themselves already and that you can talk to you can say transform and it transforms and you say megatron and he goes megatron and it's like the most hilarious thing so the thing is awesome anyways next question here we move on uh augusto guhawk via twitter asks besides english what other languages are you proficient in or know at least a little uh That's a good question. I, there's a name that was uh one of the players in um that was a polish name is that something that you kind of know the pronunciation of david or is it different than like 
because uh, you were studying one. Oh, you, you were studying like you know like Czechoslovakian language. Croatian. Croatian. That's what it was. Oh, yeah. only a little bit. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. Okay. So I guess I would say I'm only proficient in English, uh, to be honest. Yeah. Um, same. I I used to speak Spanish pretty well. I used to speak French well. I lived there for a while. Um, but at this point, I, I, it's really only English. I sometimes think about relearning stuff, but I haven't done it. As far as languages that I know at least a little bit of, or what's the phrasing of? I, uh, I know at least a little, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Spanish, French, Hebrew, Hawaiian. I learned Hawaiian for a while. Oh, uh, whoa, that's cool. Croatian. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I learned a little bit of Russian as well. I was dating a girl who spoke Russian, and I thought that would be cool. And it was. And, yeah, uh, yeah, David was definitely rushing that one down. <laughs> oh, that was one of those 17 hot cheerleaders that walked by you and said, Oh, David, that guy looks hot. Actually, that was I one remember of the models. That story. Yeah. Oh, okay, great. Yeah. Um. Yeah. If I want to mention every foreign language that I know a word for, like David just did. <laughs> yeah. I mean, well, then, no, I mean, we could go on and on. In in in, in each of those, I could carry a conversation. But at this point, I don't. Ne- never proficiently. Never. Well, I, Spanish and French. I feel like I was proficient in for a while, but um, I could I could carry a conversation in each of those at some point. Not anymore. All right, moving on. All right. Well, well I mean, look, I, I mean, uh, I'm a little bit in Spanish. I took three years of Spanish in high school, but I don't remember much. Uh, Chinese, I can still speak uh, pretty decently. Uh, probably a little bit more than just regular conversations because my parents speak Name Chinese one. all the time. What? Name one. Name one what? what? Name one Chinese word go. Wrong. A weird, don't know any Chinese. Like, I don't know how to say the word accent. What an accent. Oh, no. uh, so, uh, so Tom Sawyer? Most of the people know that when you're bored, a lot of the ABCs out there can't speak a lot of Chinese. So every time I do speak Chinese to, to them, they're always pretty surprised. So. No, it's cool, dude. I I think it's so cool that um, when people know more languages than just one proficiently. I just, yeah, it's super impressive. Not there anymore, but yeah, yeah. Because I'm sure. way too lazy to do that. Duolingo, man. Duolingo. It actually works pretty well. Uh, next question is by uh, Stephanie Brownback. As uh, again, here we go. Get the three of you are new members of a rebooted Spice Girls. What are your spicy nicknames and aesthetics? Hmm. Uh, well, let's see here. I will go by Stony, and uh, Stony I'll wear a lot of I'll wear a lot of hoodies and basketball shorts and Air Force Ones and Chuck Taylors and hats. You are really trying hard on this one. Yeah, I'm trying super hard <laughs> to be Stony Spice. You just got do, your own 
Dubu Domo has the right yep. answer for David, by the way, in the chat. How did you know I was going to say human spice? I can't believe that. Uh, I actually did briefly consider that. I'm going to say manly spice. My outfit includes a beard. I have a large beard uh, okay. to go with my short skirt. Um, I mean, I'm a spice girl after all, but I'm manly spice. I got a, I got a beard. I got, um, I got like short cut on the arms here so you can see my okay. huge rippling musculature yeah sure uh <laughs> and uh. i don't i don't shave my legs and just let nature well, take no, its course yeah of course I, I like tiny texas comment james would just be old spice <laughs> <laughs> nice listen i've been using old spice deodorant since i was in fifth grade all right it's, it's a good product <laughs> I mean, I was just going to say I'm Salty Spice, right? I mean, I think everybody knows that that was probably coming at this point in time. But my aesthetic would definitely be... <sighs> Ooh, look at the hair there. Fabulous hair, basically. So nice. I have the fabulous hair. So people would love me for my beautiful, beautiful uh, shin limb hair. I need to find out whoever does shin limb's hair and, and, and see if they can do my hair in the same way. Um, but go. we're all wearing short skirts because we're Spice Girls. I mean, that's like yep, for sure, for sure. No, I guess Sporty Spice didn't always. That's true. That's yeah, true. I'm Stony Spice. I wear basketball shorts. But, yeah, but I, I mean, mean they the, the hardest like part about us being Spice Girls, though, is that that means that, you know, if anyone wants to be my lover, they're going to have to, you know, get with my friends here. They're going to have to know my friends really well. And, you yeah. know, that's just that now they have to, you know, become friends with David and Tubo. So that's just if a you want to be my lover, you have to get with my friends first. That's how I always understood that song. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're always picking up seconds. Yeah. Well. All right. Next question. Next question. <laughs> well. Next question comes from Deadeye Day via Discord. If you are given a four-hour segment at AGDQ to showcase slash speedrun a game, so no 30-second long games, what game would you choose that you're good enough and knowledgeable about? Uh, four hours is a rough segment to, 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 to try to that's fill a, in there. That's a long GDQ, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's like I, a... I mean, there are only some RPGs where they take that long, to be honest, as far as... The, as I mean, other games can... I have categories that are long, but for AGDQ runs, GDQ runs, they really only do that for like specific, super popular RPGs. Right. I, I think we can adjust this question down to like 30 minutes to, to an hour and just kind of make it a fair, you know, make it more because that that sounds more, you know, like obviously the, the, the question is designed in a way so that we can't just say, oh, I would speed run, you know, this 10 second game and then we'd be done. So wants a substantial I would speed run the human game. Oh, how did you know? Personally, <laughs> that's going to take me a lot more than four Look, hours. Look, I don't want to speed run it at all. I'm hoping it takes about 80 years. To he's adding tentacles to himself. He's obviously speed running the squid game. I mean, come on. Oh. No, was... my, my real answer to this is that I briefly for a while looked into speed running Street Fighter 3 Third Strike. And uh, and my high score, my high score, my fastest time on it was just a little bit lower than the then existing record for it. Um, I didn't end up like taking it any further, but I did think about trying to get the record in that game. And 
maybe applying to GDQ to do it. I briefly did think about doing that. <laughs> I never carried through, obviously, but um, yeah, I don't know. I already Mike told myself if I wanted to do a GDQ thing, I would um, speed run the expert training mode in Street Fighter EX One on the PlayStation. That mm -hmm. that's what I've always wanted to do. Uh, not as and obviously there's definitely big major ways to cheat it. If you've already cleared all of them, you can easily just like clear one, pause, and go to the next one. Do 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 do. Like I would actually do it from full clear from beginning to end every single one of them that might take a, a good chunk of time but there are ways to be able to do like one would be tatsu in, and the next one would be super so that you could do tatsu one hit it says completed and you tatsu tatsu into super fireball into spin kick super and then it Im immediately clears the next one because like you time it just right so there's ways to like trick it like that That's and so cool. there are ways to trick the beginning parts and then just having the skill to do all the later ones you know on your first tries i thought that would be really fun to do uh i don't have any game like that like i don't the closest thing would be Mega Man x and mm, there's okay, a okay. bajillion different categories for that game right. if you're talking about speed running that game is um, really hard to be to be good in because it is one of those popular games i'm sure the record yeah. like really well done. yeah I, I would i would that's the, the closest thing i've ever come to even trying to speed run and speed run is take that very lightly would be Mega Man X. And that's because when I was a kid, I would beat it repeatedly over, like 100% it over and over and over and over. Uh, just because I liked getting the Hadouken. Yeah. I wanted, I yep. wanted to get the Hadouken mm -hmm. and then one-shot bosses with it. Like, that was yep. fun to me. Hadouken. So and then the next I would game, just do that over and over. Mega Man Shoryu. X 2, they gave you the Shoryu kit. Yeah, you get Shoryu. That would be the closest thing I would have. But I've never, like, attempted to get, like, super quick at it. Like, when I play single-player games, I'm playing them because I want to relax. And I want to go through something at my own pace. If I want to be competitive, I play a game that's inherently competitive. Yeah. So I tend uh, to do the same thing. Yeah. Olaf sped run uh, Bloodstained, and he was like in the top five or something like that in the world nice. at one point in time. But I'm just watching him speed run it, and I'm just like, I can't do this. Like, I, I just, I. It's a lot of memorization. The the the, the yeah. amount of hours that I spent used to playing Mario Kart DS and trying to get the best time trial and failing and pausing and restarting and stuff like that. Like, I I don't think I could speed run. I would I would basically kill myself trying to do that. So, well, let's I, not I, kill ourselves. Let's please not do that. Yeah, I do get the interest. I get why people like it, and I really like watching it. But I'm not going to put in the time to do it myself. Next question from Tavi Turnip. Referencing uh, Stephanie's questions here, 16-bit wow. has cast a spell on all of you, forcing you yeah. to use Twitter with a quirk for the rest of time, such as spelling words with a K. What is your Twitter quirk? Hmm. James's Twitter quirk is uh, pretending that it's a like English class and he has to have all the grammar proper and he has to have the spelling proper <laughs> and punctu punctuation, punctuation and capitalization. Needs to be there. Yeah. yeah. I can't, I can't even get on James cause I usually do that too. Do you? And also every time I tweet, I have a really hard time of choosing, will I use periods or will I not use periods? Mm. And I switch back and forth very often. Like at the end of the tweet, will you put a period? Is that the yeah, the yeah, yeah? Like Dude. what? When what time I'll never do it is if it's like a two paragraph or more tweet. Then mm. I never end sentences with par with periods. But if yeah. it's a one sentence tweet, I might put a period on it. It's Dude. it's like that's a quirk I already have actually. That's, I, it, that's I think my that quirk. might be backwards. 
I know. It's weird. It's a weird thing I do. If I have a tweet that's 241 characters long and I can't fit that period at the end, I will find a way to get that period in there. Like, I will actually... You got to reword the tweet, yeah. Yeah, I have to find something to be able to delete to get that period I understand your pain. Even even with commas, like, that are really unnecessary. Like, I, I have to put that camera in there, dude. It's... it's I mean, not that the camera. camera. You got to fit no. that camera right in there. I don't even know why I said camera. Uh, I need to fit that comma camera. in there. I think it's because I saw the word grammar on the on the chat, and so a comma grammar All got right. mixed up. Sure. Camera, so... Sure, have uh, I spent... 15 minutes crafting a single tweet? Absolutely. But never because I wanted to put in a period or punctuation. That stuff can honk off. I just want to have the right words. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Anyway, I mean, we all have, like, our styles. I, I like to have tweets. I do tweets that have zero punctuation at all, and that's when I'm, like, being glib. You know, these are, this is, like, my, uh, look at, check out this jerk face or whatever i'm quote tweeting you know it's just some whatever stupid stuff i'm doing on twitter and and if it's something where i want to have a little bit more reputability then i want to have capitalizations probably not the full-on constant punctuation i want to look correct. like i'm smart but not that smart correct, correct. <laughs> look it's when, a, it's when david's being when David's being glib, he's just trying his best to channel Endril, right? <laughs> Wait, isn't that his name? Yes. What's his name? What's that guy's name? Drill. You got it. David. Drill? Just... Oh, okay. And, oh, 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 Drill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. David's sure. just processing. Yeah. Why? Well, the end before it uh, just threw me off. Yeah, yeah sorry, drill. sorry, sorry. No, no, it's, it's all good. Yes. Do I have a crush on Drill's tweet writing ability? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. Do I think that <laughs> his tweets are the uh, canon texts of internet culture? Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. I just don't understand how his tweets are so like profoundly accurate and oh, then they become so great. and then they become genius. relevant like two years later, like in the most accurate way possible. Do you even though two years ago. What a the Patreon? Do you support the Patreon, David? Drill has a Patreon. I didn't know that. That's like how he survives, actually. That's awesome. Wow. He yeah, tweets so, professionally. What a genius. Yeah. So you should support the Patreon because you are the That's biggest amazing. family. I did I did watch uh there was some video that he was writing for or some show that he was writing for that I briefly watched and I thought that it was like super funny as well. So All right. what a genius. <laughs> Yeah, that's a good way of putting it. It's like he's using a different, better language than English somehow. Dude, it's language is so cool. You get to you get to play around with it and and make all these like funky decisions with it, and people know what you're saying anyway. I just really like playing around with language. There's a, it's like Play-Doh. Like you get to shape it into whatever you want. It's, I think I that's love it. kind of the one of the reasons why I I go crazy on puns, just because it's the way that you can tweak words is just absolutely fascinating mm. you know yeah especially in hawaiian the language that i knew so well as i said earlier <laughs> lots of puns available all right there you go subatar via discord asks you have in your hands a time baseball you can throw the time baseball to any place in time in the history i'm in history and it will emerge at the speed of your fastest pitch where and when do you throw the time baseball. So we've had a limb wizard and a time baseball now. Do you use your time baseball for sports purposes? 
Do you use your time baseball for beneficial purposes? Do you use your time baseball to bean somebody in the dome? Many different uses potentially for a time baseball. And if if to bean somebody in the dome, is it just you just knock them in the head and then that's it? Or maybe you knock them in the head at like a specific spot. Maybe they're like driving down a very windy road and you knock them in the dome right when they're supposed to make a turn. But no, they, oh my God, and they, their car drives off the edge. You kill them. You murder somebody with your time baseball. There's many different uses for the time baseball. My time baseball is thrown at the exact point in the exact space in the exact time to where... Capcom would push through the patch for Marvel vs. Capcom 3 that never actually got to come out. It would hit the button, bam! It's off in the interwebs. Everybody gets the UMVC 3 update that we never got to have and see it. It's too late. Capcom can't stop it. It gets downloaded to some consoles, and who knows what happens in the future of Marvel from there. Do you, do you think that the baseball would cause a patch to happen or in your mind like yeah 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 like somebody somebody has the screen up that is like if we hit this button the patch goes through to the internet but like they the already have goes, a patch. Bam! there's a patch that yeah, the exists. patch is done there, there is a patch that well did exist is that true according according to people that i'm not going to name that are very credible yeah they they wow. worked on a patch that never got a chance to get released Wow. So <laughs> that patch is loaded up, and, and Yoshinori Ono's like, oh, if we hit this button, it goes out to the world. And his hand is like there, and the baseball smacks his hand, and boom, the patch goes. There's like a cover over the button. It's, first of all, it's a large button it's, labeled. It's, yes, patch. exactly. Yes. And there's a cover over it that you have to, that says break yeah. only in case of emergency. And your baseball smashes through yeah. that box. Mm-hmm. And. Sends patch. Interesting. Exactly. Yeah. That's that's what my ba- time baseball does. And that's how we got Marvel 3 with rollback. <laughs> my time baseball would teleport to the driver of the gas car in the gas car electric race. Okay. So that it would yeah. smack him in the face in the middle of that race so that the electric car would win. That is 100%. Because, I mean, obviously there's a lot of bad people in the world. You're not going to prevent that. But if we could actually have started with the electric car since the beginning, the world would be very, very different. (laughs) That's a fantastic answer. Very, very different. (laughs) I've always told myself if I could go back in time and change, like, one thing, that was one of my number one things that I would change, is making the electric car win that race. I feel like the right. most obvious answer is just like whenever Hitler was like in a plane, I bean the pilot of the plane and it crashes. Mm-hmm. But that, which I guess is probably what I would, probably what I would do. Yeah. yeah, it's just that's like too obvious of an answer. I want something more interesting. But I think what I would really do with it is use it in some way to murder Hitler. Yeah. Sounds, yeah, but, but what if what if Hitler dying too early? Sets off a chain of events that leads to Texas winning. I mean, you never know. You absolutely never know. Right. For well, mm-hmm. we probably know that that wouldn't happen. But many other things, many other things. I mean, who knows? Like he was making all sorts of bonehead military decisions. So maybe, maybe yeah, that's what I'm it. saying. Maybe yeah, he's the idiot who here. Knows? And, yeah, his boys. You have, to, they, they I, but you have to figure out what period of time 
to take him out, like maybe right. even as a baby or something like that, you know. Baby oh, Hitler. You, you you kill you kill baby Hitler. There's just gonna be a different Hitler in this place. Right. Maybe sure. maybe I bean uh, Hitler's. Uh, the professor who reviewed his art when he was applying to art college, maybe I bean him in the head so that he's just kind of dizzy. He's not like gonna die, but he's a little dizzy, a little, and he looks at Hitler's paintings and he's like, Oh, dude, these are the best paintings that I've ever seen. Of course, you're accepted to art school. And he just continues to be an artist for the rest of his life and doesn't bother anybody at all. Maybe that's what maybe that's what the solution is. That, no, actually, all you have to do is uh, throw the baseball that hits the uh, accepted to the art school button. I have to break yes. the uh, yeah. the break only in case of emergency. Yeah, exactly, accepted mm -hmm. art school button that exists. Exactly, <laughs> back in the old nineteen tens. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> it'll hit the button. Works. It'll hit the button. It'll hit Yoshinoro Ono's hand, and he hits that <laughs> yeah, button for Yoshi some reason. Ono, what are you doing here? He's there for some reason. Blanco, a Blanco, <laughs> taking, taking credit for the away, creation yeah. of the school. Uh, yeah, I built this. Yeah. <laughs> All this art that I had. <laughs> I painted this. That was the last question. There you go. <laughs> it's a that great question, it. though. That was a good question. Nice work. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm actually curious about this. Like, you know, just for the viewers at home, obviously a mailbag is a good time and everything like that. But, you know, you guys can let us know in the chat. Also let us know in the YouTube comments. Like, what are your favorite parts of the Tuesday show? Like, do you like the interviews? Do you like the 5-5? Five -five? Do you like the mailbag? Just let us know what your favorite parts are. So It's all on the chopping block, baby. We can get rid of anything. Maybe we can keep <laughs> everything. Who knows? It's yeah. all, we're all going to cut it. I don't know. Let's see. Well, it's, I had a good time on the Ultra Trend TV show. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> Thanks for watching while I was here, guys. I'll see you all in the metaverse. Objection! I just have to do that because David never used it, and I just wanted to see it again because it's hilarious. I love it. Objection. Right. Hey, only I can talk after that happens. Oh. All right, everybody. Thanks a lot for joining us for the Ultra Trend Tuesday show. Spider-Man looks like it's interesting, but also, I don't know. I'm probably not going to think about it again until the actual movie comes out. I've been thinking about it. You can't it all say anything at all, Bucko. <laughs> Have a good night, everybody. Woo! <laughs> there it is. I got okay. two minutes to blather on, and nobody can stop me. Here I go. Talking, talking, talking. I was eating lettuce straight from the bag earlier today. I ate some arugula just straight from the bag. I like it a lot. Sometimes I eat kale straight from the bag. I like it's a nice snack, in my opinion. I like spinach sometimes that way. I think that that's kind of tasty. I don't really like doing that with chip. I would rather eat arugula straight from the bag than potato chips.